Hi everyone, and welcome to the 20th episode of Slime Time, the official Dragon Quest Dragon's Den podcast. This is Platyam3. And this is Liam Land. So, happy belated Dragon Quest Day. Have you seen all the new announcements about the Dino Daibokan stuff coming to uh, Japan later this year and next? Yeah, uh, looks like they're, what, remaking the TV show, and they got a trio of, trio of games coming out there that we'll never see. Well, come on, you never know. <laughs> oh, it, it, this is definitely not coming. Um, but interestingly enough, uh, that kind of got me into it last week, hearing that those games were coming. I'd never... Um, I got all the die subtitled episodes, never watched them. Um, but I know there's 347 chapters of the uh, manga that got a fan's translation back in 20 or 2007 through 2009. Um, actually tried emailing the guys that did it, and that email just bounced back because, you know, here we are 12 years later. Um, but I tweeted out. It'd be really cool if we got a hold of, uh, I think it's Square Ocean is the group, Chrono and a few others did it because 347 chapters at at least 20 pages each, it's like 7,000 pages. And in the last week, I've bum rushed through about 1,500 of them. It's pretty good. I'd never read it before and I'm enjoying it. Nice. Yeah, I uh, I didn't realize it. it was only recently that I realized that they, that somebody had fan translated that entire you know uh, that entire series. Um, yeah. yeah, I had to I have to put some time into looking into that. I don't. I still trying to get through um, Monsters Plus, which I stopped reading when it freaked my son out because he <laughs> saw a dragon getting cut to pieces. Oh, uh, you know. You can't handle that. Get out. It's yeah. Well, no. You just have you have to graduate to a certain age where that's okay. <laughs> yeah. No. That <laughs> definitely. Okay. Uh, it's not exactly for toddlers. No. Yeah. So joining us tonight is a member of the Dragons Den who goes by the name Enix on Twitter. We know him as Luchadork. Oh yeah! How you doing, Dorkomaniacs? I think I hear Luchadork Jr. in there, too. He's here. He's, he's my hype man. <laughs> well, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks welcome, for having guys. me. Uh, we wanted to do a podcast episode to celebrate Dragon Quest merch, um, what fans have collected, what merch people like, and what is way, way, way out of everyone's price range. So um, I, d- I wanted to start out talking about like just the philosophy of merch or like three main reasons why people tend to collect that I can think of. Um, so I guess the first would be to enhance or reintroduce feelings and emotions brought forth by the games. Um, I think a lot of the merch that I have is, is based on, um, that nostalgia, the net, that nostalgic feeling of like, I can't always play mm-hmm. a Dragon Quest game, but I can always look at my slime plushie on my shelf as I work, you know, things like that. Um, and, uh, the other thing is just. DQ fandom pride and bragging rights. Um, there's definitely a lot of that. Uh, we we created this context contest we'll talk about a little bit later um, back in 2015, 2016 called uh, Brag Your DQ Swag. Um, it was a Twitter contest we created through the den with uh, um, Westy Blue Slime uh, where we uh, asked all the fans to kind of 
post their um, their pictures of their swag, and and then we had a whole voting and everything, um, and uh, and so we yeah we we were kind of honing in on the fact that people not only collect merch but they love to kind of share that off and and, and brag about it. Um, so yeah, so leading into our next uh, talking point that I wanted to talk about is how I know Lucha. So. Um, you sold me some of the most rare merch that I that I have. Um, I purchased it from you probably about five or six years ago. Um, I unfortunately you... remember. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, when you're says that is... open wound I was referring to earlier. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> when your screen name was Xenix, um, at the time you were selling a large chunk of rare DQ merch. Um, to date, it's still some of the rarest merch in, in the collection. I got from you the the mirror of raw i want it back um <laughs> you've said that over the years <laughs> not currently selling but i'll let you know i can't find another one it's so dark yeah. so some of the stuff like that and the the gold golem statue like you got this from square enix employees because the, the the mirror of raw is actually from the release of dragon quest 2 for famicom i don't remember where i so there were two versions of that mirror if i'm not mistaken there was a wall hanging one and mm-hmm. then there was one that was a like a stand-up, um, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I had the wall hanging one. Yep. Um, and then um, same thing goes with that gold man. The gold man statue. Um, I actually uh, got my information on exactly what mine was um, from a Nintendo employee. Um, uh, when I submitted my collection to Nintendo Power years ago, they were doing like a, a collection call because I think something Dragon Quest related was coming out or something. And they had made a, a sort of like a brag your swag thing call in one of the issues, you know, back when people used to read a magazine and then send things in. <laughs> so um, uh, I had sent a bunch of pictures of my stuff in while I was living in Japan. And this dude got back to me super excited i I probably have his email somewhere it take me years to dig through all my old emails and find it but dizzy was super excited to get back to me i not just about a lot of the stuff that i had but specifically that gold man statue um he had asked me to take additional pictures of it i think and uh he had confirmed that the one that i had was one of only 25 i think it was um uh, that were given out to the north american dragon warrior team um as a, like a congratulations and um there was, i don't remember exactly what the you difference. got it in japan no I, I got it while i lived in japan oh okay uh, i got it online from somebody god imported it from the u.s <laughs> yeah I got it from somebody who I don't think knew what it was because I got it wicked cheap, right? Um, And I had actually at the time also been eyeballing them on Japan because they had the ones in Japan that came with a a gold chain that they would drape over it too. And those were like, I think, commercially available ones. uh, They're still... somewhat uncommon and you can still find them on the auctions and stuff but uh those 25 i can't remember what it was the dude pointed out what the difference was to show it i think it was the base that they stood on was a little different or something Mm. um but yeah he was like he's like oh you got one of the ones he's because he was asking me if i was part of the 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 translation team or something like that and i was like no i just i just bought this from some dude (laughs) but 
Yeah, it was it was a unique uh, piece that I kind of regret selling. Uh, I'll never get that again. Um, and it was, I think, the same pieces of whatever that total amount one. One of them was the one that they were giving away. The I guess the, the North American team had the extra one that they used for um, the Dragon Warrior 2 promotion. Something of that nature. Uh, this dude, I'd have to find all the old emails, but this guy had basically explained to me the history of those and the ones that were like, I guess, special. And I had had one of them. And I was like, oh, I'm keeping this forever. And then <laughs> the, then life took a, a chance at that and decided that wasn't happening along with most of my other stuff that I sold on the den. <laughs> like the damn uh, box slime plush. I've only ever seen that once. Um since since i sold mine to somebody i don't know who i sold it to but um i can't remember her name i want to say coffee tan is what her username oh that's that's mishi yeah she she um was looking for one and i had found one on amazon japan and i i don't know if she found it first but i had pointed out that i could get one for her and i think she found it found it and bid on it and i was like somebody bid on it and she's like oh it was me i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) at least it's somebody that i'm willing to let get it but uh that's the only (laughs) time i've seen that box slime plush i don't know if it's like super rare or what but i think she got it for 10 bucks she's she's got a ridiculous uh an amazing amazing large uh slime plush collection i was at one point uh willing to deem myself as the number one holder of dragon quest merch in the world and then i sold it all and there's no way i'll, catch, I'll never catch up to her including japan in the world in the i'm trying look i knew a lot of people in japan <laughs> They were big into Dragon Quest stuff. I had, and I'm not trying to like uh, over-exaggerate or splurge here. I had almost everything when I lived in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, a lot I, of stuff yeah, that just didn't make it into that sale thread. There's still a lot of stuff that I, I have um, that I've kept. Um, I, there was a time, because um, Sack Chief is now using those, the little booklets um, that, that Enix gave out uh that basically told you all the merch that they had mm-hmm. at the time, you know, in the nineties and early two thousands and stuff. And I used those, those were like my little Bibles and I, I or checklists or whatever. I had most of that stuff. <laughs> there was a time when I had a lot of that stuff and it's all gone now. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't sell in a den that I sold at other places and some stuff I sold on eBay so what you saw in the den was a fraction of the things I had. There's, I didn't like the the pictures that you see floating around a lot, even on like my Twitter and stuff. Those are the ones that that made it into Nintendo Power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was a lot of stuff that wasn't in those pictures. There was a lot of um, things that I got after those pictures as well. I had a ton of stuff. But if I'm if I'm conceding my title to anybody, it's her. <laughs> Because <laughs> she, she, there's things that she has that I'm jealous of. Uh, because between me leaving Japan, which really put a a, ham, a, a hamper on my collecting, I mean, made it extremely difficult. Because you, you know, I left Japan in 2009, and it doesn't seem like it's that long ago. But even now, it's kind of difficult. You know, that you st- still have to go through some hoops to get merch, but you can. St- you can get it much easier now uh, mm-hmm. from overseas, but in 09 and and you know a few years after that, uh, I had there was a lot of stuff I just completely didn't even know existed. You know, uh, 
I just didn't have the access that I had when I lived in Japan. Like when I lived in Japan, as soon as it came out, I was like, I knew it, right? Because there were ads everywhere. You go in the yeah. store, they was right up front at the store. Right, right, right. It was easy. I was just like, go, mine, mine, got it, no yeah. problem. Yeah. But uh, like the um, the softbies, uh, little uh, rubber PVC figures of all the monsters. Uh, oh, so just so, so, so Fubi, yeah, yeah. They made about, I think it was. 48 of them and they were all numbered right number one i think was the slime and yeah uh, that's the one with I, the base the base underneath it no 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 they're just they're just little uh squishy uh, almost like rubber ducky material okay okay I know you're they about. still refer to them as soft bees but mm -hmm. uh, uh um because I think I guess in Japan that must be like some kind of a generic term for pvc plastic you know mm -hmm. uh, even regardless of whether it's soft or hard but uh yeah, no, they're just like basically kind of like they're soft, uh, but they're not super squishy, but they're a softer plastic. Um, but I got up to, I think, 45 or 46 before I had left um, and came back to the States. And I still have not gotten the last three. Um, I just found out that the last three had come out. Oh, man, about two or three years ago or so. And I it's it's not that they're they're impossible to find. It's just that one of them is extremely overpriced, which is the hammer hood. Mm -hmm. He's like sixty bucks, and I'm not sure I'm willing to spend that on one soft bee. Sixty? Um, yeah, that's actually not that bad compared it's to some not, of the other price gouging stuff not, we'll talk about later. <laughs> it's not bad. There's some of them that are worth more uh, that I actually do have that were some of the earlier ones, but like it's just an example of you know there's those things that i just can't get but she's got like sh there's those oh yeah sleeping slime yep. plushes yeah. the sleeping uh uh slime night I, I out of jealousy i immediately when i saw him in her collection i went and i hit up yahoo japan auctions i'm like i'm gonna get them i gotta have them you know nobody can have something they that don't i don't have anymore <laughs> they're they're a hundred bucks and up each if they're on there and i'm like oh well that's not happening <laughs> like, right i regret she got that um, the metal babble carpet, a plush rug, mm -hmm. and when it came out, it was like two two fifty, I think, something like that, which is still relatively expensive. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Ah, eh, these will be around for a little while, right? I'll get one later." And yeah. she got one, and I was like, "Yeah, they'll still be." She got one, I'll get one later. <laughs> I look now, I can't even find them, and like when they do show up, they're like half a grand, and I'm like, "Nah, it's okay, I'll live with." <laughs> Yeah, I want one now so bad, and I was like, I should have got one. I knew I should have got one. I was, yeah, I was happy to get the uh, impressive collection, and I'm, I'm severely jealous of many of the things she has. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it would take probably several lifetimes to get that many. <laughs> or, or just the money, just to, you'd be in debt just to, yeah. just to get some of those things. <laughs> right, right. Um, so yeah, I, 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 they do a lot of, uh, and we'll, I guess we'll talk about this, uh, later as well, but like they do a lot of temporary, um, uh, merch, um, sales or, or tombolas even where you go into a store and you pay like six bucks and you get a ticket to roll the tombola and, and you get, you know, different from like, you know, C, B, A, um, and S rank. Uh, prizes um, it, it, for different themes. So when I lived in Japan uh, for a short bit, when my son was born, um, they, they were doing the kitchen and bath, uh, which was like different bath towels, and 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 they had the slime pancake pan, and I was immediately like, oh yes, I have to get that. So I just bought a whole bunch of tickets <laughs> until I got it. Um, 
and then as soon as I got it, uh, people were like, oh, I got, you know, can you get me one? So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll keep trying to get another one. And I just couldn't. <laughs> so I got a whole bunch of like extra crap. Um, some of which I Did ended you have up slime still. toilet paper. No, but I had slime yeah. bathroom sponges. Mm. Is, oh, is the... so are these, is this something? Cause I don't know if it's related to it or not, but I see like, um, at least recently they have prizes for like, I want to say it's, I don't, I want to say it's a contest, but I feel like it's a, some kind of event or like a, you know, I want to, in my mind, I'm thinking something like the maze of mirrors at a carnival or whatever that you make it through. And at the end you get a prize if you make it, but um, I'm you seeing these key, something like that. I don't know. I'm seeing these, they're called, uh, some of them, they say they're lottery. At least they come up as it, it's translating to me. And when I'm reading it as lottery, but um, some of them are saying lottery winning things. Um, but one of the more recent ones is there's a final key that you get for completing something, some sort of a game or event or something like that. And they're showing up on the auctions, or at least they were a couple of months ago. Um, it was the magic key, I believe. Uh, it's the one that has the eye on the top, you know, with the gem, mm-hmm. like the shape of the key at the top part of it is it's like an eye shape when it, not the letter, but an eyeball with a gem mm-hmm. for a pupil. Uh, it's one of the keys. I think it's the magic key, but um, it, they're referring to it as the final key. And like it's coming in a box. Uh, you know how like you can go to the bar, right? You can go to Luita's bar in in, yeah. in Rapungi, and there's certain things you can get there. Like you can get the cookies and stuff, and they come in a little box. But these are like something that some sort of a game or something that you upon completion you get these. I know that there's a VR experience, or at least there was some sort of a Dragon Quest VR experience. Yeah, I did it when it was in Shinjuku, and then you pen- anything if you win. Yeah, you well, you get a card um, with your character with your character class on it. So I got like a gladiator card for it. Yeah, this is a key. I'd have to. I'd have to. I wouldn't I mean, buy one. Over the years, though, like I remember going back and getting the, you know, you'd go to, you'd go to Square, the Square Enix Cafe, uh, you'd go to Artnia, and you'd go to Luita's Bar, and they'd have this stamp system. And if you go to all three of them within a certain amount of time, though, you get a prize based on that. But it was usually like something like a slime balloon or a slime fan. Like the fan, the slime fans from Quest of the Stars actually have one of those. Uh, from one of those stamp. Okay, because they had uh, a. I, I know that the plushes for Quest of the Stars, like the the squirrel dude and like the samurai version of him or whatever from the the casino, they have plushes and I, I seen them. I was actually looking at them today or yesterday. Um, and they say that they were only from a, some event, and I, it must be something of like that, uh, where like you got to get the stamps or whatever, and then you can get them because there's not. Sort of like the there's a slime that I know there's a slime with a sword and uh, and the Dragon Warrior three. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking. About. Is it from Dragon Quest Walk? No, no, he's got you know the Dragon Quest three um, hero has that little uh, circlet on his head and there's a sword. So it's a slime plush with that it's slime and sword, that. and you only hmm. could get him at the. Um, spectacle event is what they refer to it as Uh, and i'm guessing that was like a uh, like a symphony thing or something or like that i I know on the last podcast or the one before you guys were talking about the uh the ballet (laughs) i don't know if it's like one of those things you could only get in the ballet because i got the spectacle event you could only get that plush and you could only get um which i got and i gave it to lucha jr um 
uh, it's a slushy cup. Oh it's yeah, like a slime stack slushy cup. Yeah, okay. I got those guys. I, I I bought those off of auctions, but I, I I'm guessing there's a lot of merch like that. That it's sort of like the what is it the Toyota thing they had going on? Oh yeah, Recently, yeah. You could only get like those stupid cars, which are like a two thousand dollars now. You yeah, could only get them from the, the Toyota above, event. Above three thousand dollars for a Matchbox car sized Toyota slime cars. Yeah, not yeah. happening. <laughs> yeah, I, I really wanted those for my son, and then and then I saw the cost, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, as Maybe soon not. as I saw him, I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's part of the problem, too, is that they just, when they're making merch, they do create that level of, like, your fear of missing out, so you have to go to these events to get yeah. the merch. Um, but there's limited supply and tickets, so there's limited supplies of merch. Yeah. Um, and then that's like, part like the of the Toyota thing, right? Like that's that's a promotional. Like that's going to end. And they're yeah, trying but to, they to buy cars. I'm sure they get a kickback on the car sales or whatever. So right, like that's something they could have mass produced in Japan. I wish they would do stuff like they do in America. Where like, you know, a couple of years or whatever down the road, you start seeing those show up at Walmart, you know, even though they were like, at <laughs> yeah. the time, an event only thing, you know, like my kids, he's into Monster Jam stuff, the Monster Truck stuff. And you'll see they'll be like, oh, limited edition. You can only get the glow in the dark one, you know, from Walmart. And then eventually it just becomes like a commonplace thing a couple of years later when everybody forgets. You know, right. so yeah, like you can still get day one editions of Dragon Quest uh, Builders for PS4. Yeah, so it'd be nice if you could for like if, if they, they did the promo, you could get the cars and and then you know they made them more available merch later would would have been nice. Yeah. So you do a lot of uh, free Dragon Quest merch giveaways on Twitter, which you call Lucha Dorkaways. Uh, have you really collected so much merch that you're actually giving it away? No. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's something different. Uh, I mean, it's partially because of that. Uh, it, it started with me, at least specifically the Lucha Dorkaways, uh, it started with me... Uh, accidentally buying two copies of Dragon Quest Four on Electone, the soundtrack on CD. I've just been on big binges, and it's, it's hard to keep track, you know, so I'm getting a lot of accidental extras, and that's just sort of how these giveaways started, was uh, I could sell these things, you know? I, mean, I could probably have sold that first uh, Dragon Quest Four soundtrack that uh, uh, Coffee Dan got, <laughs> She was the first winner of the first Luchador Kauai. I probably could have sold that thing for 40 bucks, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, just guessing. I mean, I paid like nine for it, but I, I could have sold. I could have been sure to have sold it on eBay or whatever. But my first thought was, well, I, I just recently got back into collecting. I had gotten back online. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to find some places to fit in on Twitter and whatnot. And, uh, you know, like the, the, the chat, um, and all that and and i just said you know i i just i'd rather give these things to people that would appreciate them that don't have access or the money to get these types of items right like i i like other things i like final fantasy i've got you know i, I love star ocean there's a lot of little knickknacks and stuff that i i got from other game series and stuff uh i'd like to maybe get into some other groups and stuff at some point but you know, Dragon Quest is like my history, and that's been a lifelong thing. And uh, I, I've 
fit in pretty well with the folks. I mean, Dragon Quest community is a very different community, right? Like, we can be, I wouldn't say violent, but we can be, <laughs> we, can, we can get up in arms defending Dragon Quest because we understand it, right? Uh, but we're not, I guess the community is just not as virulent as some of the others, right? Like, even like against the, like, like I said, some of the games I just don't like, but I'm not like, ah, burn Square Enix down for, you know, not giving me my, we're used to it, right? Like a lot of the long-term fans, we're just used to getting drip fed, right? Like, and, it's, and we're used to it being difficult to get the merch, things like that. So uh, it, it's just, uh, I don't know, it, it, it kind of felt like the right thing to do uh I, I, everybody likes to be appreciated so i like the, the fact that people appreciate that i'm giving them things and uh you know i'm glad that they appreciate it i'm glad that that people that can't get the stuff have some avenue you know i'm fortunate I mean, i've yeah i've had a lot of horrible hardships over the last decade uh, but I'm fortunate enough, you know, to uh, at least as a part of my rebuilding my collection, you know, just the idea of rebuilding my collection, period, or any part of it, or even recollecting Dragon Quest stuff in general can be kind of pricey. And, uh, you know, like there's um, some of those folks that live in Mexico that are in the chat and uh, just out of sometimes I won't even do like the giveaways like uh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now, but there's one guy I. I you know, he mentioned um, that he doesn't have any merch at all for Dragon Quest and how much he would have loved to have had a uh, Slime Knight. It's like his dude, I guess. This is a Slime Knight. And I was like, I'm going to get you one. And he's like, no, 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 no. And I got him one anyways, but I, I, I haven't sent it to him. I guess he said that it may cost him uh, extra money, I guess, import taxes or something. Even if I send it to him for free, I'd like to send it to him still. Um, if he won't take it, I guess it'll be part of another Luchadorca way. Um, there is another guy down in Mexico that was willing to accept a uh, uh, um, teeny sanguini. Uh, I got him a big teeny sanguini plush. It's in the mail somewhere. I'm sure it'll take months to get to him. But, yeah, you know, that's that's, true. especially that's today. That, that I, can help, I can help get people stuff, you know, and, and like... It, my access, at least my, you know, I've got maybe better access to some, than some people because I can read Japanese, you know, and it makes it much easier for me to shop for these things. And while I'm out there shopping, making deals and finding things on the cheap, and sometimes I splurge when I probably shouldn't, like that Erdrix token that I got, that one-to-one Erdrix token that was pricey and at first i regretted it and then i got it in my hand and i was like oh i, I don't regret it at all but you know while i'm shopping for these stupid things uh, and, and i you know i'll build up masses before i have them all boxed up and sent to me now i make it a part of my routine right like i look at it and i go okay what do people like right people like dragon quest 4 maybe i don't so much but that doesn't mean other people don't and i can get a dragon quest 4 soundtrack for four bucks why wouldn't i why wouldn't I throw that in there in my box of $100 worth of stuff? Spend $4 more so somebody can have that, right? Or some plush, some small plush or something, you know, that, that cost me an extra $5. Uh, why wouldn't I do that, right? I, I, I get it. I get where where the excitement comes from. That I, There was one poor dude. It was one of the early ones when I first done the first Luchador Kawai or the second one or whatever. Or some guy... Uh, I believe it was um, Westy had retweeted. Um, some dude was so excited that he got his first tiny little like three inch slime plush. And I was like, dude, you're getting another one. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> I just told him, I said, send me a message, you're getting another one. That's uh, so why I sent him another one, you know, like, it, it's just, I see people that they're excited and they appreciate that they can finally get some kind of a thing, you know, uh, and I have the blessing of, of teaching myself enough Japanese to be able to shop and have the access to shop and have, you know, some spare money to shop that it, it doesn't, I, I can't see how it hurts for me to pick up a few extra bits and bobs on the cheap during my import hauls, you know, that I can't give to somebody and, and nice. make a thing out of it. You know, like if I can make it a community thing where people get excited and everybody's got a fair shot at getting something cool, why not? Right. It's like the Kobe's journey cartridge that I have. Uh, that was a dupe. Uh, and it's only a dupe because I finally, after years, sucked it up and decided I'm going to spend the ridiculous money to get a complete mint copy because uh, it was one of the few games that I didn't have a copy of, like a full, full, full copy. I've had this cartridge forever that I got from somebody online years ago and wrote his name on it. <laughs> it's suffice. <laughs> and then I just said, you know, uh, I- I'm just going to buy the one that I want. It's sort of like when I refresh my Dragon Warrior 4, right? Like, eh, I-, I have the means to do it and somebody else can benefit from it. I, I could sell this cartridge, right? I-, I mean, I could throw this on eBay and probably be gone in a day. Um, but why wouldn't I give it to somebody, you know, that, that would appreciate it. And that's just kind of how it's evolved. And that's kind of how it started. Right. And I had the one extra soundtrack. Why not? Why not give it away? Cool. Very, very nice of you. Hey, I got a question. Do you have anything like super funny, super bizarre that, you know, do you have a dragon quest heated toilet seat? (laughs) you know something other than a figure is there some weird ass dragon quest thing that you have that you're like this would never fucking (laughs) you'd never find this in the states for any series anywhere if you had asked me this question when i lived in japan i probably could have on the spot rifled off a handful of things (laughs) i mean yeah you know i saw the other day was a slime enema shaped like a slime (laughs) I don't know. That's probably a thing. I don't know if it is or not. But, but uh, I honestly, there's not much I can think of that's just complete whack. Um, <clears throat> recently, uh, there's some some silly things like there's that stupid uh, metal babble floor sweeper. Like, <laughs> I don't know who came up with that. But that is like one of the dumbest things I could think of. I don't care what merch, whether your Final Fantasy or whether it be like Mario Brothers. I can't think of any any franchise where a floor sweeper, like a Swiffer sweeper, comes into mind as being like appropriate merch. <laughs> like, who thought of that? Who's like, yeah, let's just make a floor sweeper. Yeah, maybe that was part of one of their kitchen and bath giveaways. Man, I don't know. <laughs> like, there's a there's a thing that I'm. Uh, I found recently, I guess is a, a, a meme in Japan, or maybe it might be an old one, and I just came across it. But there's a king slime uh, that somebody changed his face, and they call him King uh, Kawaii Sos, I think is what it was. Uh, but he's just like a king slime with a stupid face, right? Like a really stupid face. And I, I'd be seeing him where people just modified him. Well, they, somebody, some company, I don't think it's official merch, but some company made plushes out of that dude. And uh, not to give it away, but I might have got an extra one. I just, but I did get one for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, 
And I t- uh, another one of those like jealous impulse buys that I had to get that uh, Coffee Tan had also gotten was I-, I didn't even hear of it until I saw she'd posted a little gif of it was uh, the healer wall clock and like the little oh, yeah. back and forth. As soon as I was like, oh, I got to find that wick. But I mean, that's just looking at it. I was like, this is so stupid, but I have to have it. <laughs> like, I mean, two, two of the two of the most bizarre things I think I've seen are like the one is the the there's a slime kind of toilet seat or it's like a slime butt cushion oh the cushion the 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 slime night cushion no it's just it's like a regular blue slime cushion which is crazy now because that means there's two different things that we're talking talking about about. like sit on cushion yeah the hole in the middle of it um like a toilet seat but it's but and and oh yeah the butt cushion yeah it's a butt cushion. cushion Yeah, protruding through the hole is like the head of a slime, so it's I've like not been, even a full hole. I've been watching that one actually. I've been considering getting that on uh, on an auction. I got the. There's another. It's a set of two actually. I can't remember where it comes from, but yeah, there's that, and then there's a just a standard like slime plush made out of the same material. It's like this mesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got the mesh slime. I had to. That looked amazing, but uh, I had in searching for it saw that that butt cheerio thing yeah <laughs> I, wanted, cheerio. I don't know if i can like justify buying that because i don't know what i would do with that. <laughs> yeah 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 um yeah the other the other thing that i thought was was pretty bizarre was the uh the um belly band it's like a belly warmer for pregnant women and it's like a slime belly band to, uh, today or yesterday uh when i was looking up for the dragon quest of the stars uh plushes there's a bunch of merch for those there's a um you can get the badges you know like the oh you killed a hundred monsters badge thing or whatever or you beat the dragon lord badge those ones you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah assign those badges that you you can assign up the three badges whole damn set of those like you can get the literal like like coaster badges and uh what was the other thing they got pajamas they got the squirrel dude pajamas uh they got slime pajamas for Dragon Quest of the Stars, they got uh, there was something else that was just ridiculous. I can't remember what it was. There's a oh, uh, Sword of Rubus and uh, Rubus's shield uh, pillows, of all things. Wow. <laughs> I was gonna get them, but I'm not. They're fifty dollars. I'm like, I'm not spending fifty dollars on two pillows. <laughs> but you know, those are gonna end up being one of those things that are like impossibly rare. They look like mm-hmm. crap. They're really bad. They're not even, like. <laughs> They're not even really shaped like the items. They're just like generic, kind of like a like a diamondy shaped pillow that they printed the the Rubus's shield on top of. <laughs> but it's official merch. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of dumb stuff, and there's a lot of dumb stuff that I probably shoot. What is it? Um, dude, talking about uh, the the teapot, the slime teapot, oh, yeah. right? Like, oh yeah. And then there's uh these uh, I, oh the eye drop eye drops. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the there's a whole bunch of different ones that come with like a little slime plastic case, um, but it's like it's legit eye drops, uh, this like Z brand of uh, of eye drops that you can get in Japan. And I <laughs> bought a whole that. bunch of them, thinking like, oh man, I can sell these back in the U.S. and nobody wants to buy slime eye yeah, drops. Yeah. <laughs> they got salt and pepper shakers. Nope. Like, like oh yeah, the, the salt and pepper shakers. I actually do have those. 
they got the right. metal ones too. I, I was gonna get them, but I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend. Them. It's like forty bucks, and I'm like, I'm never gonna use these. <laughs> but you know, metal. in like ten years, those are gonna be like six hundred dollar. Like, oh yeah, probably are now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So should we should we jump to our price gougers discussion? Oh yes. Some of this shit is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about uh, um, we we there we do have a den topic that I made a while back just to make fun of people who price gouge outrageously. Um, probably one of the first ones I remember seeing is the goodie bag or the gem sack plush on Amazon going for uh, over two thousand dollars. Is that the new one? No, it was it was it was an older one, but it was. Uh, there's one that you could get for like 30 bucks, but for some reason this guy was selling one for uh, like a thousand, and then within the span of 30 days he jumped it up to like over two thousand. <laughs> well, you know there is Be- because there it is was selling at a thousand. Yeah, there's one of those that is rare, uh, and, and I think it's uh, how is it the goodie bag or the what's the other one called? Goodie bag's a yellow one, right? Yep. There's the silver one. Or at least it's like got a sheen, silvery sheen to it, or it's like a blue, silvery sheen to it. I, I think there's one of them that actually is really expensive, even in Japan. Yeah. For some reason, I, well, I don't. Know. I saw the same thing at Artnia for like thirty bucks. So oh, okay. Oh, you're talking about that guy. kind of. <laughs> so Liam, yeah, I'm right. looking. You posted this almost. It's like three years and about two weeks ago, and the guy was listing it for like a thousand dollars or whatever. Yep. Um, Right now on Amazon, it, that exact listing is out of stock, but it shows like, "Hey, consider this item." It's the exact same thing, and it's like forty bucks. <laughs> uh, wait a minute, it's out of stock because somebody paid that much. Uh, you've already pulled it down, but no, oh, right at I, the top. I, I, I hope it said he pulled it down. That's so click, ridiculous. Clicking, clicking that. the link, it says product unavailable, but right underneath it says, "Hey, there's a newer model of us item, and it's forty <laughs> That's awesome. But still seems. Yeah, I I, I seen uh, back when I was selling off my stuff. Uh, actually, just I think today I was looking over some of my old pictures for some reason I can't remember why. Uh, somebody had quoted me in a forum or something, and I clicked on the link, and it was that thread um, where I was selling stuff. And there's the Dragon Lord human form plush. Uh, oh, the original was- original one. When I was selling them on the den, um, uh, I had actually said, you know, I tell you what the price is on eBay because I couldn't find a price for it anywhere else. Like you still don't see them show up very often, at least that older figure. And they got a new one that's like a cell phone strap or a backpack or something you see on Amazon now, but like Japan, Amazon. Uh, But the old original human form plush he's a little rare uh, i mean i've seen him off and on but i didn't know what to price him at when i was selling him back then and i seen him on ebay for five hundred dollars and i'm i literally i think i put in my post i was like well ebay price is five hundred dollars but there's no way in hell i'm gonna ask anybody to pay that and i was like i don't know like 60 bucks you know seems reasonable to me oh god i remember i remember your post back then for that i, I think i took a look at that five hundred dollar item and was like nope this yeah. uh this even topic though, is too rich for me. <laughs> <laughs> even the the dragon form of him was like, but at at the time he he fluctuates. It's weird. Those old plushes sometimes. I guess maybe Japan has those little flare ups like we do in America. I don't know if anybody remembers when Sukadin Three on uh, PlayStation Two was like two hundred dollars. 
yeah. Oh, no. Super I, rare. I, I remember the second bucks. one. It was the second one. Well, the second one's still expensive. The second one yeah. still costs like a hundred bucks. No, the third one, there was a period in, I want to say it was 2000 was the year. Sometime it wasn't, I don't remember exactly when it came out. It was about a year after it came out. Somebody had dubbed that game as rare. I don't uh-huh. know, but I'm like, this game's not rare. Uh, and it was, it was Sukut in 3. It was one with the duck guy in it. And it yep. was, it was Sukut in 3. But it was selling for $200. I was like, nah, it's okay. I don't, I'm not going to buy it. And uh, <laughs> you look at now on eBay, it's like 12 bucks, right? Like there's like those flare <laughs> ups where people think things are super rare and then they re- remember that it's not rare, you know? But uh, yeah, there was at one point when the Dragon Lord, uh, the Dragon Form plush was like five six hundred dollars on yahoo japan uh and i was like jesus i was like wow this thing is rare and then now i look and they show up for like 12 bucks and i'm like huh well wonder how did that happen <laughs> you know like <laughs> i remember this thing being super rare but I, I i don't know if it's because of the reprints that they had last year like in 2019 they did uh, they re-released all of the uh first three game bosses and plushes and then they threw out the uh, I can't. I can't remember what his name is in the newer games, but Necrosaro yep. from mm-hmm. Four. Um, mm-hmm. They threw him out there as a plush too, and I, I, that was around the same time I started seeing the the older ones drop in price. So I don't know if they have like these periods where they go, oh, new ones out, new old ones. Right. Who yeah, I mean, how do you even? You can't really carbon date them, right? Like you have to, to, to it, unless they have years printed on the tag. If you look at the Dragon Lord plush from 2019 and the one from, uh, was it like 2000 or 99, there's a big difference in quality. <laughs> one of them looks like he's got an issue, and then the other one looks like the game. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so there's a difference in quality. But J- Japan, uh, at least from my experience, things have probably changed now that the world's starting to get smaller with the internet and access to things and middleman services and stuff being more approachable. But uh, back when I was there, they didn't value used stuff. Used stuff was worthless, right? Like you'd pick up, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of the um, Sega Saturn uh, arcade stick. Uh, it was like the full like arcade panel, two player panel, like the full thing that was released on the Saturn for you to play like virtual fighter with. And uh, I got it for five bucks complete in the box at a thrift shop because who cares about old Saturn junk, right? In Japan. In America, that thing sold for like $500, right? But I think, oh. and I, I can't speak so much now. I, I can't get the feel for it because I don't live there. But uh, back then, you know, used stuff. I mean, I was getting Dragon Quest plushes, older ones and stuff cheap. You know, people wanted the new ones, the ones that just came out of the crane machine or, you know, the one that just came out in the store. And they were overpaying for things like that. Um, sometimes I see stuff that's, I guess, is legitimately rare um that's expensive on yahoo japan auctions but i don't think it's it's worse now but i think it's worse now because people have access to it right like the japanese are now keen to the idea that americans are buying their stuff and the prices have kind of gone up because in 2007 or 2008 i bought three neo geo consoles uh for like 30 bucks each in the box one of them was brand new i think i paid 40 for it uh, and i was had a bunch of Neo Geo game cartridges that I got for, you know, 20, 30 bucks a piece. Some of them were 10. I look now, the damn console just by itself is now selling for like 300 bucks. So I think the shrinking of the world has changed the market in Japan, uh, unfortunately. So, but it also has made, I guess, Dragon Quest stuff that's a little bit more 
accessible for people that normally wouldn't have been able to get it. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, but I, I, things like the play arts figures, I don't know how they justify those prices. Like, how does Square Enix, like, just in general, go, that's a $150 toy? Right. Like, yeah, no, of course, that's not a toy at that point. That's a collector, a collector's yeah, item. I wonder if they're starting to become aware, too, that there's an international market that they can abuse. Right. You know, I don't know. It's, I, don't, I don't know if I want to say that, but I, I don't know if anybody is familiar with the merger, right? But they've always still kind of remained separate, right? Like there's different attitudes with their Final Fantasy merch as with mm-hmm. there is the Dragon Quest merch. Like Square back in the day always treated their stuff sort of like how Sony, right? Sony, when they release systems, it's mm, it's high class. You're going to be willing to pay $600 for our high class, you know, playstation 3 right the square side of things has always kind of done that even before like the merger right when they were selling their games they were always selling them at the full full price even when other people were selling things at the lower end spectrum of the the scale right like uh, even when ds stuff when you saw like a final fantasy game on ds it was it was the 40 or 50 dollar one while everything else was uh 30 bucks right like the common ds price was 30 bucks they were selling their shit or 40 bucks but I, i'm wondering if that's starting to infect their their merch now that they know that they can get away with it like it's hitting the dragon quest stuff they're like hey these these, these figures are 150 dollars <laughs> yeah because they sold the dragon quest eight figures if you remember those in the early 2000s you could get jessica the hero yangus and uh oh lord i forgot his name the red dude angela yeah you could get all those they were like 25 bucks a piece Brand new. Oh wow! Yeah, you can't get I, them anymore. <laughs> I, I remember I bought the whole set for a hundred bucks, and I was a little upset. I was like a hundred dollars for four figures, and then you know I've since sold them as a part of that whole sell-off. And I went to go try and buy them again. I'm like, oh well, I'll never get these again. <laughs> but point being is they were twenty five bucks, right? Like it was, they were about the same amount of plastic and like flexibility as these new uh, play arts figures are, or bring arts, or whatever they are called now. Yeah, they're they're ridiculous. I yeah, I will not have any of those. <laughs> and again, I no, go ahead, buddy. I was gonna say what's funny. You guys are talking about all this merch and everything, and I have like nothing. I've got little um, slime magnets that are on the. Uh, we've used them in board games. The kids and I will use them in board games, and I remember I got like a dozen of them for maybe ten dollars, like ten years ago, and they're. I'm talking about a centimeter to an inch big. They're not big at all. Oh, those, uh, are they the clear ones? Yep, they're clear. Yeah. Those were super common when yep. they came out. Are those expensive now? I, I don't think so. To be honest, I got another. I, I think I bought some more because my kids like cracked a couple of them recently. Like, yeah. and I say recently, probably within the past two years. Um, but I want to say I ordered like another four or five of them again for like ten bucks. Uh, the keychains, the crystal Within, monster keychains. Yep, I've got the crystal keychains. Uh, gosh, I remember going back like 10 years. They used to be the fan poles in my house. Everything. <laughs> all those things were like, they were a dime a dozen. I was buying yeah. those things up like nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all. That's, now, other than the games, that's all I got. Yeah, they're harder to get. They're much harder to get now. Like, I mean, they're still not. They're not like super expensive, but they're not. Like, you're not going to get the whole set like you no. might have 10 years ago. 
they're not as bad though but like some of this stuff yeah some stuff just i don't know it's ridiculously overpriced the yep. ebay stuff in, is getting bad too though i'll go in there and i'll look at things that you know i try to shop around even though i'm buying stuff off of yahoo japan or amazon japan or whatever i'll still try and shop around but man like i get it on some things right like um i recently got uh heroes one and two on the switch uh i got that because the price is going up i I actually had been sitting on that for a while waiting for it to go down because uh, I was like, eh, I don't want to spend like 40, 50 bucks on this thing. You know, I already got the games on PS3 and PS4. Um, I do want to get it as a part of my being a completionist. But like I, I started seeing the price go up and I was like, oh, no, I better buy this now. <laughs> right? So I bought it now. <laughs> but I seen them on on eBay, man, going up. They're like 100 bucks on eBay. Right. But when I was originally watching it, it was like 60 bucks to get it uh, directly in Japan, right? Like auctions were 50, 60 bucks. Then you'd go on eBay and they'd be about, you know, 70 or 80. And I get it, right? Some of that is just, it's expensive to ship from Japan, right? Like normal ship from Japan. And it always has been. Uh, when I lived there, I used the, the military post office to send things like priority mail home or to people that I was, you know, sending things to because... The off-base Japan post office to get to America is just expensive. So I understand tacking on the extra 10, 15, maybe 20 bucks to everything. But there are people out there selling things for like 300 bucks like that. The heroes, I see it now routinely for like 100, 150, 200 bucks. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like if people just knew, even if you used some of those middlemen that are a little overpricey you know with some of their fees for everything like you'd still be saving money just using the middleman to buy <laughs> to buy it <laughs> if only you knew how to type in japanese you know to like to search for the stupid thing you wouldn't be getting abused on those prices yeah but i mean yeah. For, for a while my wife and i thought about like what you know we do trips to japan all the time uh to visit family over there and we thought about like what could we buy in Japan and sell here that has a market, but everything that we could find that has a market here is like so easily accessible now that it costs the same thing as you would buy in Japan. So there would really be very very little advantage for us to like, you know, even even the Drag Quest stuff. A lot of that is such so niche. I bought like I said, I bought like um, probably about like fifteen to twenty of those eye drops. I sold one of them. Yeah, your best bet if you're trying to make money anymore these days, because I mean, like Dragon Quest stuff, it is very niche. And like, I don't know, I feel like you could sell it, but like, you probably wouldn't be making enough of a profit to justify it unless you're doing it kind exactly. of, I guess, in bulk, right? Yeah, but yeah. If, if you want to make money, games, you know, even though some of the prices have gone up, there's still a lot of stuff that you can get in Japan. I mean, uh, like the Sega Saturn Twin Sticks for Virtual On, uh, those are, you can go to even Super Potato, who tends to be somewhat overpriced. Uh, you can get those at Super Potato brand new in a box for like five bucks, and then they sell for 40, 50 bucks in the States, you know. You just got to right. kind of know those things you know if you know enough about games is like probably the biggest and best market if you're looking to you know, make a profit and right. pick stuff up in japan and 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 turn it that's probably your best bet because there's there's a lot of stuff that you can get there what is it like radiant silver gun i'm sure you heard of that mm -hmm. radiant silver gun on the saturn it's in japan it's like well at the time when i got them they were like 
20 to $40 and you sell them for 200 bucks in the States. Uh, I'm sure now it's probably like a hundred bucks, but I, I can only imagine what the price is if you go look on eBay now <laughs> you know, for one. Uh, uh, so one more overvalued uh, thing that I did want to mention, and this is from that overvalued DQ merch thread is the, uh, $9,723.67 slime coin purse. Okay. So it is more it is more money than you could actually fit in a coin purse. <laughs> and if you if you actually spent that much, you probably don't even have enough money left over to actually put in your coin purse, but you yeah. apparently can buy a slime coin purse by spending that much money. Is this like an old so, one or is this a newer thing? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, you know, like some of that stuff, uh, even back in the day, even in the early 2000s, I remember going on the Square Enix shop, even like the American one and the Japanese one. Some of those little like uh, like necklaces and rings and stuff were ridiculous. Uh -huh. I think you Zach had posted a, a thing about a ring. There's like a, uh, a Erdrich or Lodo's uh, seal ring or whatever. That he posted, and I went and looked at the price. I'm like, nah, it was like 500 bucks. I'm like, no thanks. <laughs> you know that thing's made out of like pewter, right? Right. Like, it's not, this isn't like high end jewelry, but you know, a couple of more years you can 3D print the same thing. Yeah, they treat it like that though. Some of that merch, so the coin purse. It might, if it was a newer item, I wouldn't be shocked because there there must be like rich people in Japan that that like love Dragon Quest as well <laughs> and have the money for it. Like you ever seen those? Um, like it was like the Game Boy, and uh, it was another. There was a couple of consoles that they made out of like solid gold with diamond encrusted buttons and stuff. I'm like, somebody must be buying that. <laughs> I don't got forty one million dollars for a Game Boy Color. Yeah. I think if I had that much money, I'd bankroll DQ10 in the West. <laughs> right. So there's. I mean, there must be selling them. They they must be. But I see some of that stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, if that was an older purse. Though it's still stupid. <laughs> is it really worth that much to the collector? Like, so an exorbitant amount of money would you mean like two thousand dollars for some hot wheels? Yeah, or are just some people just dicks about it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to judge that. You know, because especially the market. If you talk to me ten, twenty years ago, I'd probably be able to tell you, oh yeah, it's just some guy being a jerk, right? Like, yeah. now uh, it's it's hard to tell. Right. I, I can't see justifying two thousand dollars for like, what, five Hot Wheels? Like if if I saw that in 2003 in Japan, I'd be like, this guy's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would expect it would maybe be a hundred bucks, 200 at the most for something that was, you know, uh, like a event giveaway or something like that or a prize. I, I see you see it two thousand bucks these days. That's not a shock. Right? People abuse everything. I mean, I was just recently I've been buying back a lot of like my old collection that I used to have. And NES games are actually relatively cheap, uh, complete. I mean, I've been they're like twenty bucks a pop for some of these. Most of them actually, like other than you know, like Final Fantasy is like a hundred bucks, which I guess I can understand if you get it good condition with the maps and all the things that people used to throw away. I can understand the price being a bit a bit higher. Uh, but then I got started. I've, I've been moving uh, chronologically and now I've hit Super Nintendo. And my God, I don't know what happened. It is a night and day problem here. I, I, I was looking at trying to get Final Fantasy 3 and I expected it to be a little pricey, right? It's like $200. And I'm like, I can't. Chrono Trigger is like $500. And I'm like, I'm 
I can get it for 10 bucks on the PlayStation. I mean, yeah. I'll deal with the load times and get the PlayStation version, right? Like right. people are for some reason it's just expected. <laughs> it's just like, expected that your prices are going to be ridiculous for like desired items, right? Like right. it doesn't mean Final Fantasy 3 is not rare. There's nothing rare about it. You go on eBay any given day, there's like 40 copies, right? Like <laughs> It's not rare. I know what rare is, you know? I understand Panzer Dragoon Saga, if you've heard of that on the Saturn, that's legitimately rare. They only mm -hmm. printed like 20,000 copies. The source code got burned in a fire. And then, you know, you account for the last 30 years, how many of those have been lost, damaged, whatever. You know, yeah, it's a legitimately rare game. Maybe it doesn't justify the price of a car to buy it, but... <laughs> <laughs> it is a legitimately rare game, and I can at least understand why it sells for a thousand dollars mint complete in the box, right? Like, but some of these other things, it's just abuse, right? It's just straight up abuse. Yeah. There's, it's, I get that it's popular, but does that mean it needs to be four hundred dollars? It's like Chrono Trigger is not rare. <laughs> But yeah, I see that same stuff happening with Dragon Quest stuff. It's it's ridiculous. It's yeah. I think it's just it's just I guess, you know, there's demand. I understand demand, but like I feel like the people that sell specifically Dragon Quest, you, you can abuse anything that's popular, but I think I feel like the people that sell Dragon Quest items knowing what it is. Right? Like if it's some grandma that doesn't know what it is and she just writes down whatever it says on the box, right? It says Dragon Warrior 4. I don't know the game. It comes with the case, you know, and there's a little slippy cover and a poster or whatever, you know, like I, I get it. She doesn't know. And she just prices it off of uh, what she sees, you know, for other ones. But those people that willingly and knowingly are overpricing stuff, I think it's just there's no conscience you know yeah. it's the same it's the same difference between me giving away a soundtrack right i, I pay four bucks for it i could turn around and make 10 times what i spent on it or i could not right like <laughs> i mean i even if i was gonna sell them i probably wouldn't sell them for more than what it cost me plus whatever it would cost to ship because i'm that kind of person and i like some of the things i look back on if i if i look at some of the things that I might have sold on the uh, uh, on the forums back when I was selling off all my stuff, I'm sure some of those things have devalued. Some of those things are probably like that Mirror of Raw has definitely become extremely hard to find. But some of those things have probably devalued. And I you know, like having a conscience, I'm like, man, I feel kind of bad. You know, maybe I sold it for 40 bucks to somebody at the time and, and maybe it's $20 now. And I feel like, oh, right. man, it sucks that I've now made somebody that just wanted, you know, a Slime Knight plush. I didn't know that they were going to make one every year for the next 10 years. And then it just wasn't going to be worth as much. But, like, you know, the box slime, that thing's super rare. Mm -hmm. um, good on it. Whoever bought that from me for what I think 10 bucks or 20 bucks, whatever I sold it for, good on them. You know, keep it. I'll be happy that they can keep it and it's appreciated. Yeah. Yeah, I mean everything that you that you ended up selling, including to me, was going to other fans too. So yeah. there's something noble about there, that as well. There's a reason why some of the things that I put for sale in the places that I put them for sale on was specifically because I would rather they go to somebody that I have at least a ninety percent uh, uh, guarantee. It's not going to just immediately end up on eBay. Right. Like yeah. for more or whatever. And I, I don't mind taking a hit on. I've always been that way, though, with even any game like 
I sell, when I want to sell, I want to sell, right? I'm trying to get money for something, for whatever reason. And I will typically underprice because I just want to sell the thing, right? I'm not going to haggle over two bucks. If I put it up for 50 and somebody says, hey, would you take 45? I'll be like, sure, right? Sure, why not? What's it? It's not, it's five bucks. I've made, I've made the 45 out of it. But uh, yeah, I, I, especially comes in Dragon Quest stuff. It's, it, you know, it's, I have a passion for this stuff. So I would rather it be in the hands of somebody that's at least going to appreciate it. Uh, some things I know people are just going to straight flip. Some, and I don't care. It doesn't bother me if it's something that's common, right? Like, but like that mirror, no, nah, there was no way I was going to sell that to somebody that I thought was just going to turn around and make a profit off of it. Yeah. Uh, I, as much as I will hound you until your dying day <laughs> to give that thing back to me. <laughs> well, at like least I, said, I know. Yeah. That, that it's at least somewhere where somebody can appreciate it, you know, and I, I'd rather have that than have it, you know? Yeah. So. Like I said, if I'm in a position to sell it, I will, uh, I'll give you first, uh, first look. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't give me your address. You might have a shadowy figure show up at your window and <laughs> somehow find a way in to take it. Nice. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, one one question that we didn't get to that I wanted to ask though is: that, Do you have anything that's so rare that you won't even let your kids touch it? Yes. <laughs> what is that? You can. I got. I got. In the room, can you talk to us about this right now? Multiple <laughs> shelves of things. <laughs> well, he's sitting right here on my lap right now. Let's see. What can you think of? Just a few items that you would like to point at that daddy won't let you touch, or I will yell at you that, <laughs> that if you, you touch them. Go ahead, go point at them. It's probably going to be something on that shelf over there. Yeah. Kenshin Dragon Quest. Uh, I, I wouldn't say that's particularly rare, but I, there's no way in hell he's playing with that thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, basic. Basically everything he's standing in front of right. Oh my God! What are you gonna have to describe it? Yelling at you about right now. Thing of Duger fell. Oh my Lord, son, what have you done? The thing I want to touch is. Sorry, I had my uh, my Sega hooked up because we were playing some Genesis stuff. Oh yeah. You yeah. remember the days when you had cables on the controllers? Well, I he just tripped I over the cable touch. and pulled the whole system oh. down on the floor. <laughs> I know what I want to touch. No. Which ones? All three of them. Oh, my uh, wrestling figures? Yes. No. <laughs> no. I know that they're toys to you and you want to open them, but I'm old and I'm a dork, and those are staying in the packages forever. <laughs> so how many choices do I have? Like I, three more? What, what do you think I would yell at you about if you even got close to it? Uh, the, the, uh, what, what, uh, slime dolls that you're hiding oh, yeah. in the Oh, yeah, the slime dolls that I'm hiding in the closet that haven't found a box to be put away in forever yet? Yeah. Yes, yes, I would eh. probably yell at you. Eh. What about those swords, swords, the ones that are up on the shelf and the shield? The one that I bought you extra ones of that you could play with? I got him the... I play with those i already have them yeah i know so but you don't touch the, mine or you're dead <laughs> mine are sealed so, the other thing was uh uh i forgot what it was because you interrupted sorry i think you know something upstairs i think 
I don't think there's anything upstairs that you get yelled at. Basically, everything that's on the shelf over next to my TV, which would be all of the oh, Super, yeah. Super Nintendo games and yeah, NES games. Your block things or whatever they are. Oh, you mean my four stones? Yeah. And which is the fifth stone? You. You're the fifth stone. Oh. I got the the fifth element stones, like legitimate. What you mean? <laughs> 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 it's not just like PQ merch you won't let them touch. It's like other... Random franchise merch. Oh, there's all sorts of stuff. <laughs> That's true. I, I do remember you sent a picture recently to the Questers Rest chat, and somebody thought it was a game store. They're like, what store is this? <laughs> yes. um, I think it was Sack. He was like, where is that? I was like, uh, my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to transition. There's a lot of stuff that. Uh, we're going to transition to another kid-friendly game uh, we like to call <laughs> Mary. <Marithwack laughs> All right, so, uh, Lucha, I don't know if, you, if, you've, if you've seen this game before, Mary Thwack Puff Puff, but this is something we, we like to do with uh, um, most of the folks who do this podcast. We give you three uh, character names, and you let us know if you would marry them, if you would thwack them, or if you would puff, uh, receive a puff puff from. Um, and yeah, in this... I, I, that part's left up to the imagination. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen, I've seen it. I, 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 give, I know where this is going. So, shoot me okay. a softball here. Right, so... You've got to look. You've got to look. It, oh, we, dude, there's no <laughs> yeah. softballs in this game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to go on over to the Skype uh, to our chat um, okay. in Skype. We've I've already made a graphic. Liam sent me uh, some pictures earlier in the week. <laughs> yeah, the so hell? so I'm gonna I'm gonna describe them. Just let me know when you have that open. <laughs> I think gonna... he has that open. <laughs> has that open. All right. So the first one is uh, the tissue box, uh, the can of box, the can of tissue box. Okay. It's a, a can of box with tissues coming out of it, so you know that, that way you, you, know, you can clean up after. Um, the second one is... What is that slime? What it is, is that? It is part of a stackable slime, but it looks like sort yeah. of like... No, it's a, it's at a the fleshlight slime. Yeah, it's like a fleshlight slime. So let's call it the green sex slime. And then the final one is the uh, slime toilet seat thing or the slime seat that we that we oh, talked about earlier on. So, yeah, this is an interesting merch version of the Mary Thwack Puff Puff game. Yeah. Okay, now if this is – so this was the seat thing that you were talking about with the, the little pokey slime head. That's a different yes. one than the one that I was talking about. It's the same thing. It's just a different material. The one I'm talking about is like a mesh material. But it's the same thing. It's like the, the hemorrhoid Cheerio thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, oh man, this is tough. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like it's, I feel like the easiest solution here is. Oh my god. Um. Um. Uh... <laughs> All right. Um, hey, I like the can of box. We had this discussion. Um, me and the can of box go way back. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna marry the the candle box. <laughs> there right. we go. Uh, only because I don't know that I want to get a puff puff from it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think I think I'm gonna. Oh my god! Well, I'm gonna whack the slime seat because I don't know if I want that going in, in my private area. Obviously, we'll go with the obvious for the green slime there. Yes, the green slime. 
Yeah, we're going to get the puff puff from that. Oh, not, only is this, not only is this the most inappropriate Mary Swag puff puff ever, but we totally have an underage kid like cheering for your choice, too. So. <laughs> hey, when this goes on YouTube for all of time, and in about 10 years, I will make sure that he sees it so that he can judge his father. <laughs> now, now, did you say marry the can of box? Yeah, why not? Hey, I, I think I, the obvious no, one with the exact it. same choices as you, and pretty much almost the same reasons. I don't, I don't want that slime seat touching me. Thwack it. Um, the green sex slime. I mean, just the name I gave it. You hey, gotta puff, puff that. And, uh, conveniently shaped for the thing. So. It, it, it is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's kind of made for that. I mean. I would, say, not... I would say marry the green the green slime because you know you figured you get a long term relationship yeah, out of that. Long term relationship. I don't, that. I, I don't think you want to put anything in there more than once though. I, are gonna, well, are you gonna puff up the can of box then? I, I would puff up the can. This is gonna violate box. you. I would, I'd puff puff the can of box because then you know whatever whatever's going on during that puff puff, you get the tissues to clean up after. And then the slime seat, I would thwack that just to, by default. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really want this green. You want that green yes. slime? Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot he can read. Uh, <laughs> talk, about, oh. well, talk about coming of age. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. That's a low blow. Oh, well, I have a couple of beers in. <laughs> All right. So, moving on. You're not a six-pack in. <laughs> it's a stacking uh, slime. You stack them to make the yeah. tower slime. <laughs> yeah, I think he misspelled the word. I think he meant to say green stack slime. He got oh, yeah. bad speller. Bad <laughs> yeah, I know. Silly guy. Yeah. The only F that Daddy's going to puff puff that slime. Yeah, there's lots of misspelled memes. <laughs> yeah. Jackie, All right. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so just uh, moving on. So some shout outs. We talked about uh, some of our favorite merch fanatics. Uh, Mishi's uh, giant collection of slime plushies, uh, many of which are rare. So definitely check out um, uh, some of her slime plushies. You can you can check them out by going to Twitter and typing in hashtag brag your DQ swag and looking at our uh, our previous contest that we had with the merch uh, for get for promoting Dragon Quest merch in the West. Um, so the, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but we brought in Wesley Blue Slime to help promote it and even got the official Dragon Quest account's attention on this. Um, the main idea was to show Square Enix how much DQ merch Western fans import in an attempt to get us more north american releases for merch um that hopefully translates into marketing more of the games here um so we did this contest twice uh the second time is when square enix kind of took notice of it and that was the first year we got um dragon quest merch i think it was at uh um, new york comic-con for the builders event we actually got slime plushies at it um uh, for sale at the event which i thought was pretty cool um so yeah they do they do hear us when they you know when they see that kind of uh swag stuff so if you do have swag you want to brag um use hashtag brag your dq swag and uh at dragon quest at square enix um make sure they uh, are seeing um your merch as well um so a couple of shout outs uh to past dq uh brag your dq swag contest winners um 
uh, Soira Eros, oh, sorry if I'm butchering your name, um, and uh, Bororian, who actually joined us a while back for the Quest of the Stars episode. Uh, mm-hmm. So Sora has, um, like, uh, he's got all the box art from the first D- nine DQ games on a blanket. He was one of our, he, I think he was one of our first contest winners. Um, I was just looking up some of his merch, and I noticed <laughs> he's got at least 15 different collector's editions PS4s on display. Didn't he have, like, every one at the time of that photo? I thought it was like, oh, this is every single variation of a PS4 that's oh, ever come out. It's entirely possible. I didn't know there were 15 collector's editions total, but he's got all the DQ ones. <laughs> so did I. Including a bunch of non-DQ ones, just, like, chilling on a wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple other mentions. Uh, go check out the Braggy DQ swag uh, for um, uh, Bororian's uh, collection as well as uh, Geminate's. Um, uh, these are uh, some folks who, who do a lot of importing from Japan as well, so you see um, uh, some rare swag on their um, their feeds as well. Uh, and of course, check out Luchadork uh, at Luchadork on uh, Twitter. Um, do you have any other uh, any other handles you want to promote? Nah, I'm not real good at self-promotion, but uh, I will give a couple of quick shout-outs to, to people on Twitter that uh, I think people should check out, and not for any uh, like promotional reasons or anything like that just because i thought they were cool uh there is a uh, one user not uh whose name is uh shiren it's a japanese one who uh makes some pretty cool art uh made a really adorable sleeping dragon lord that i want as a poster so bad um and uh i'm sure people have seen him but if they haven't uh check out uh oka tadao uh who dresses up as wiener dogs like dragon quest heroes and characters from like the anime i want both the dogs and the costumes <laughs> that's all i got for you no i'm just on twitter i i don't really get around much one of these days maybe i'll do something more impressive than just giving away <laughs> dragon quest toys right well uh definitely follow lucha dork on on twitter check out his lucha dork aways um which happen uh semi occasionally like you do one pretty much like once every week or two i'm trying to do it every month um uh like on the first of the month and then i usually pick the winner uh mid-month i'm I'm really bad at at uh setting like real deal schedules usually what i'll do is i try the first of the month to to actually put it out uh what the prize is going to be uh sometimes i'll give a little hint uh the week prior uh I'll, i'll throw out just like a little shadow picture of something related to it to give people a heads up that something's coming and then i throw it out around the first of the month uh so it's a monthly thing and then i try to remember halfway through the month to to pick somebody occasionally i forget i apologize that i forget to pick somebody for the free stuff but somebody will be picked by the end of the month usually (laughs) usually the middle of the month i'll pick somebody though so I, I feel like if I let it run to the end of the month, people just forget anyways. Most people tend to hit it within the first week, and then it gets kind of tossed, and I'll retweet it. And But yeah, I like to pick by the middle of the month just to keep it going. And then it's, it's you know, yeah, somewhat of like a two-week cycle. You know, put it up, pick a winner in two weeks, and then two weeks later, another one goes up. Cool. So I'm calling it monthly. We'll just say monthly. <laughs> Sounds good. So, yeah. Alrighty. Out, beginning of the month, Lucha Dork away, get some free stuff. It's not always going to be Dragon Quest. I apologize. I like to branch out a little bit, and sometimes I buy extra things of stuff that isn't Dragon Quest. So, 
You get what you get. Hey, man, that's what we talk about in elementary school. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. That is like... <laughs> that's pre-K and kindergarten logic right there. Well, uh, Lucha, let me know if you're giving away any of those uh, green slimes. Uh, keep, keep... Oh, God, that one yeah, with the holes for... in it. Asking <laughs> for a friend. Say, keep yeah, there might be something coming down the pipe. And then I, it hit me <laughs> that we were talking about the... Uh, the uh, there'll be something to do with a pipe in that one. <laughs> <laughs> and on that... So, uh, Lucha... Go ahead. Uh, what's up with both your usernames? I mean, the one on the den and what you go by on Twitter. And how did you get into Dragon Quest initially? Well, let me tell you, Palati. It was a cold night when the spirits of the past rose from the soil and the moonlight bathed upon me with its mystical aura and spoke to me, proclaiming that you, you shall be the one who carries the name. And I swore upon the graves of our ancestors that I would take this gift and bestow it upon myself to be the one to bear its seal. I mean that, or I just like Dragon Warrior so much that I snake the name Enix uh, because they're the publishers of the series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lucha Dork, uh, that was just a thing. It was, uh, I, I think i started that uh when i lived in japan i was at a dollar store and they had a uh a luchador mask and i was like what the heck and i threw that sucker on and i kind of rolled with it from there (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah we'll have to talk about a little bit uh later about your time in japan because i know you snagged uh some pretty uh rare merch um while you were living there that's a that's Um, a that's an open wound (laughs) yeah. <laughs> well what what are some of your favorite or least favorite games in the dq series uh well uh, let me start with favorite i'll rifle them off and then i guess we can kind of figure out how i'm gonna blab from there but uh for me i'm a i'm a huge nostalgia freak so it's gonna be very hard for me to put anything above one two and three um it's hard for me to rank uh, the ones that I think are the best because I don't really feel uh, comfortable picking just one. But uh, definitely one, two, three, five, which I really want to say five is the best. I feel like it's universally accepted as the best, but I can't say it's better than one for me. Um, seven, I know is uh, one of those controversial ones, but I loved seven. I loved it when it came out. Uh, eight, eight was it was scary at first when I saw like uh, previews for it and stuff. I was like, oh no, no, they're making it in 3D. They're gonna ruin it. And then it came out and it was it was actually amazing. And they didn't really change much, which has kind of been my thing about that. That's that's with Dragon Warrior in general. Sorry if I call it Warrior. It's just habitual because I grew up with it. But uh, Dragon Quest in general. Um, I've always liked that it stayed the same. So it's it, it's a difficult task for something outside of the norm to stay in my favorites, right? Um, but that said, Rocket Slime was fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, the definitely. Heroes games, I like both of the Heroes games, which I at first had a big fear when they were like, oh, it's going to be one of those uh, Musu or whatever it's called, yeah. uh, series type games. And I was like, oh, no, they've done it with Dragon Quest now. But they're actually great. Uh, Joker, I, I haven't really played many of the portable games, uh, but I did play Joker and Joker was fantastic. Joker, I felt at the time, at least comparison wise, was like 8.1. It was it felt like a spin-off of eight almost. Um, but all those 
I would say they're all almost equivalent to me. You know, there's some that I lean towards as being best. Now, you may have noticed I've omitted some that people very much like. <laughs> uh, up until nine came out, uh, four and six were my worst. Um, I, I, I have a fondness for the NES games, but I never really clicked with four. Four for me, it was... Again, it was a, a bit of a drastic change, I'm guessing, if you're noticing a pattern here, was <laughs> the idea that I'm starting over every couple of hours from level one just kind of ticked me off. And I know it had a purpose. <laughs> By the end, there was a purpose. But like, I just to this day, I've kind of I played through it once on the NES and I've never played any other version of four again. Um, I've never played four twice. It's not that I. I, I hate it. Maybe I need to give it another chance. Um, I tried playing a little bit of it on PlayStation uh, when it came out in Japan. Um, and then I tried again playing it on the DS. And I never really got too far into it. I guess maybe I just have, I wouldn't say bad memories, but, you know, I don't know. There's something about it. And I know everybody loves 4. And I catch a lot of hell for not liking 4 that much. But 4 is better than 6 still, in my opinion. And oh, yeah. Maybe yeah. I need to give 6 another chance now. But years ago, when it first came out, mind you, I had at the time played 5 completely in Japanese. Not knowing a word of Japanese. Because this was, what, 98, 99, I think, when I got it. Something like that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long after it came out. And I loved it. I didn't understand a word of it, but I loved it. I mean, I got the gist of the story. But 6... I don't know, just everything about six. One of the first things, again, a minor change, but it was a change. And again, this is probably why I need to go back and replay it. But six, it ticked me off that the monsters moved. <laughs> like the battles. That, that was I, an enhancement. <laughs> no, yeah, no, look, looking at it now, it's a great plus, right? Like it was yeah, an amazing yeah. plus. They're fully yeah. animated monsters. But t- to me growing up, you know, prior to this, I had five games where the monsters didn't move, you know? <laughs> And yeah, and, then yeah, oh, yeah totally. and like not only the story was a bit wonky, there was just I don't know. It felt like there was just just enough too many changes that it ticked me off. You know, uh, I never finished it. That's to this day of the mainline series. I, I don't count ten as being a mainline series game, even though it's got a number because it's such a. <laughs> I mean, it's not a it's not a standard game. You know, right? Uh, yeah, it's but, an MMO. Have you played ten I, at all? I've. I played about, I don't know, an hour or two of it back when it first came out, and it felt weird, and I never really just gave it a chance. Same thing with 6, right? It just felt weird, and I just never gave it a chance. Mm. Uh, nine, on was, <laughs> 9, on the other hand, was a start of, of a change for me that I have kind of had trouble adjusting to uh, with the entire series. I guess not the entire series, but because they really haven't come out with anything other, other than 11 since then, but... Um, I don't like this new translation team. Uh, I grew up with Dragon Warrior being kind of a serious thing, you know, and I understand that in Japan, like, you know, I understand this now years later, but it's ingrained into me that Dragon Warrior was kind of a serious thing. And I know mm-hmm. in Japan, it was more of a, you know, a lot of puns on food and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I hated the localization. Like, I hated that they had the... Um, I beat 9. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it wasn't bad. I just... I hated the dialogue. Uh, uh, everything else was fine. The dialogue was just awful. I hated Even, like, the... the uh, what was it? The hip-hop priest? Uh, all the dialogue. I hated the dialect. You know, like, where the... The struth. The guy that was saying truth, he would say it's struth. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, well, I just, he... it was so hard to read through the... Di- like, as opposed to 8, right? Like, yeah, uh, 8... 
at least like Yangus was vocalized, right? And I understand that the words were still on the screen, but nobody really had like super bad accents except for Yangus. And uh-huh. he was at least speaking it, you know? And I feel like maybe if Nine had voices, I may have given it more of a pass. But trying to read my way through these, they have, you know, all those little, um, I don't know what you call them, the accent dots. Yeah, the f- phonetic phonetically spelled out dialogue so bad yeah so so they did that this is probably why you wouldn't like the remake of four yeah i think they started doing that with the ds uh yeah that's what i was getting at with where the continued series all of the portables since then i could i've seen them and i'm like no i'm afraid i I love five but i don't want to play five in english (laughs) oh yeah 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 oh yeah i'm afraid they're gonna ruin it like i just bits of it and i'm like oh no no they've done it to this too you know yeah yeah i've never been a fan of any of the portables like period like even back when the uh, monsters and uh one and two and three came out on the game boy color uh, i played them uh and they were too easy and again this is me coming off of a history right of expectations from the series and then i play the portables and they're just cakewalks and i, I mean i get that they kind of have to be because they're portables and you know especially back then nobody played a game for 20 30 hours mm-hmm. on a handheld I, I get but you know there were so many limitations that it was like the nes game was superior right like the dialogue was so they had to shorten and abbreviate the names and right well to a, certain, of- to a certain extent it was uh it was superior except for speed in certain cases like if you go back to dragon warrior 3 and compare it to Dragon Warrior 3 for Game Boy Color or the Super Famicom uh, Dragon Quest 3. Depends on... It's it's a long walk from Malayahan Castle, that's for sure. Well... <laughs> from the castle to the town in the NES I, version, you're just like sitting there waiting like 30 seconds for him to walk all the way down. I haven't, I haven't like adjusted so much with that. Like, I, I get like sometimes I'll play games nowadays because... Mm. I think it's generally agreed that all the old people uh, who play games these days are too easy, right? Like, but on the flip side of that, I kind of want games to be easier because I just don't have the time right. to invest in repeating things over and over and over like I did as a kid. Well, but there's always Dragon I, Warrior too. I played Dragon Warriors, you know, the, the original trilogy, so much that it's kind of like a, it's a built-in expectation that I want out of a Dragon Warrior game, you know, like. I want them to be grindy. I want them to be, uh, you know, lengthy. I mean, repetitive may be a bad word, but, you know, I want that out of a Dragon Warrior game. I don't want to just go straight through it from place to place, you know? It's just kind of how I've, just me. I get that other people don't want that. You know, <laughs> well, we were we were actually joking about about this on uh, I think the last podcast actually with uh, Ben XC um, uh, on the Dragon Quest Builders podcast about doing like YouTube YouTube videos of just grinding. Yeah. And, or if yeah, you yeah. cut the grinding, you'd have people complaining that there wasn't grinding in it. I don't know. It's I, I it, which would bring me to eleven here. Uh, I'll I'll get to eleven in a second because this is going to be a long conversation about eleven. I'm sure, but. Uh, <laughs> Just throw these out here just so you know. Uh, the Tornico games, I never liked. Uh, I tried them. I even tried the PlayStation 1, and I just was like, this needs to end. <laughs> these are garbage. Um, and uh, Dragon Quest of the Stars, I don't really like. I tried to give it a chance. I played pretty far into it. It's just extremely repetitive, like in a bad way. Like it's just doing the same thing over and over. With uh, Well, yeah, they're trying to get your money. 
Yeah, it feels like a lack of progress, and yeah, you can feel you can feel the getting my money thing. I really hate this is a whole sidetrack thing here, but I hate when a free to play game thinks it demands a premium. Like Plants vs Zombies Two was real bad about it, and as soon as I open a game, unless the game is like really good. If I open a game store and they they have the balls to sell you something for a hundred dollars, some consumable, you know, like oh, you oh. get a ten thousand diamonds for a hundred dollars. It's like <laughs> you have crossed a line there, right? right? Like you're paying more for a digital game consumable than you would pay for an entire console physical game, you know? Yeah. And like when I saw that in the Quest of the Stars, that they're like the way they price their diamonds or or gems or whatever they are. Yeah. It's insane. I mean I paid for their first one. Like when it first started up, they had that promo first week you get like three thousand gems for like six bucks. I was like, all right, I'll throw six bucks at them. But how quickly that money goes. I mean that was literally just one chest draw for 10 items you know and i'm like i'm never spending any more money on this (laughs) well i feel like that that game is like it's supported by a handful of whales and then that yeah uh, yeah well because it's entirely playable without spending money but uh but yeah it was and now they're in reruns and there was this whole whale revolt where a bunch of a bunch of people just got up in arms what on is the Facebook the feed with the damn casino? Like, there's no oh, way to whale God, that. Either. Yeah, that's. There yeah, was that's a point awful. when I was like, "Can I just pay money for coins?" And they were like, "No, <laughs> you just can't. You can't I pay have, money for coins." I've never seen a gad about in that game, and I play a lot of multiplayer in Quest of the Stars, and like, I've never once <laughs> come across a gad about. And yes, I think they Quest of the Stars, uh, the Facebook page made some comment recently, um, I guess a month ago, saying like, oh, there's the Gadabout. There's a 47 Gadabouts in a game with like 10,000 players. <laughs> it's like 47. What? You know, they're all really? from like 10 years ago when this came out in Japan. Yeah, right. But like that had better be the best freaking like class. It probably ever. isn't. It's the Gadabout. He's probably just fucks around while I you're battling <laughs> That's what I'm getting at, though. Like, who was going to... I spent, since the casino came out, what has it been, about a month? I've spent that entire month off and on playing, hoping, oh, you know, I, I finally gave up on it. But I spent almost an entire month playing that damn casino thinking, I just got to get that one jackpot, right? <laughs> right. One jackpot. And, like, I finally got a jackpot, and it was for 20,000 coins. And I'm now at, like, 21,000 coins. <laughs> I'm never gonna get a million. Yeah, I played that one where you have to throw coins onto the machine that's moving back and forth, and then like I—that's the one I play. Yeah, yeah, and I played that, and I was like, ah, this is—I was done with it. Like, it's the only one that you minutes, and then I just wanted to quit. (laughs) So I haven't played the casino since. Yeah, the other one. Yeah, the whole the the gad about is it's reverse Dragon Quest three logic because you you know you can get you can be a sage way yeah. before you can be a gad about like what's the point of the gad about well uh, in what three if you played the goof off who was completely useless for the first what like ten levels or whatever yep uh, yeah, you've got the, the bonus class. of him getting it early right like yep. there was a... yeah you could you could uh, without the book of Sartori um, or whatever it's called in the remakes um, you could uh, you could transfer transfer us a, a goof off or a gadabout class to a sage automatically at 20 at level 20. Um, and yeah, so now I mean, there was a, I, cause I know in three, I, I did that, right? Like 
years ago. Like I said, I played one through three quite a bit, but I gave it a shot once. I was like, yeah, why not? Right. And it, it actually does have the benefit if you can deal with the guy literally just doing clown stuff the first 10 levels <laughs> for 20 levels yeah <laughs> well he gets better after like 10 because i think he can get the the poison uh the poison needle i think it is i, I mm -hmm. think he can get that and it makes it much easier because then every once in a while he just straight kills something but yeah no i i did the gadabout class in my last replay of uh, the mobile version of three and he was actually pretty strong when he actually attacked yeah. when he wasn't screwing around yeah <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah if if i'm skipping back to 11 here <laughs> i didn't like 11 sorry <laughs> i know everybody likes 11 and this is wow. going back to the whole wow i've i've heard i've heard either really good things or or like either really loved it or or didn't like it well, I've heard so my problem with 11 is it's is exactly what its purpose is right like i remember at some point just before release getting a little scared uh because somebody i think it was um oh man i should know this i'm drawing a blank but the guy that makes the game um the main dude that makes dragon warrior games Hori. yeah yeah. Hori. yeah uh so i remember him at some point saying somewhere that they designed this one to be more entry level uh for everyone kind of uh, like a universally appealing i can and see that I kind of got a little scared. I was like, oh, no, they're going to dumb this down for people, right, that aren't into it. But on the flip side of that, I was like, well, I'm not super mad about that idea because it needs more love. It's been going for so long in the States. I mean, Japan, you could release like a literal turd, you know, named Dragon Quest and it would sell like gangbusters. But here, <laughs> if it's not doing something different, it's just going to kind of you know, keep repeating that history, right? A couple come out and then we miss two or three and then a couple come out and then we miss two or three, right? So I get that 11 being appealing is a good thing and I, I appreciate that. I'm hoping it doesn't last. You know, I know that might be greedy. I, I'm not saying that it detracts from anything. I can always play. I have eight or 12 games and I can always just play again if I want more <laughs> Dragon Warrior. But uh, uh, I hope this isn't like a trend. You know, I hope maybe they start leaning it back into leaning, meaning like not the next game, not 12 is just back going to back playing like one or two. Right. But I, I, I hope that they can bring some of the difficulty back without making it a stupid option and i say stupid option i'll get to that i guess uh, it's one of my many complaints right is that so it's easy the game's really easy it's one of those games where you just kind of go through the whole thing paint by numbers right um one of the things i hated about it was the hard stops like dragon warrior up to that point had always been if you go the wrong way, you find out. You find out because something comes along at a bridge when you cross the bridge and destroys you. Or, <laughs> you know, but again, fundamental changes over time have kind of ruined things too, right? With getting to this point where remember running was like a necessity, right? It wasn't you were a coward. It wasn't and dying, right? Dying happened and you weren't really punished for it. You lost some gold. So what? You know, keep going, right? There's no game over screens in Dragon Warrior. Um, you know, uh, running was never really necessary a, a bad thing. And it was on occasion you couldn't run, but it wasn't useless, right? Like running would save your life in many of occasions. 
And then just kind of over time, running became like a joke, right? Like you can't ever get away when you run. Uh, it, you have the downside of not being able to run away. And, and, and then it, getting to this game, they've kind of tweaked it, right? Because the running is useless. Um, and then you can't just accidentally go to a place where monsters are going to destroy you anyways. So you don't even need to run because <laughs> you can't get anywhere to where you're out of your class and their barriers that they put up are literal physical barriers, right? Like they just oh, throw some guards over there that say, Hey, you can't go that way yet. Right. And like, I was mm-hmm. like, first time I experienced that, I was like, what, this isn't dragon warrior. They don't do this. I've seen this in other RPGs, but I've never seen it in dragon warrior where they literally just put up an invisible wall and a guard saying, ha ha, you can't go here yet. You know, like <laughs> you, you explored, you found out, the hard way you know sort of that you weren't supposed to go there yet but you could if you wanted to right like you could feasibly do things out of order in a dragon warrior game and and and, you know i get that that's kind of part of the uh you know making it more for the, the the common crowd thing but it was a little thing that ticked me off and then that whole like draconian quest thing i don't know i didn't like that i i mean some of them i thought were funny cute is there any i mean i Mind you, I have not fully beaten beaten the game, like the true ending, whatever it is, when you post credits and all that. I've done most of it, but I haven't gotten all the way to the final thing. Um, is there any payoff for the draconian quests for doing them? Is there like a thing you get for having them enabled? I don't think you need to do that for the final ending. Right? I mean, I mean, is there any benefit? You, you get a message. You're like, congratulations, you beat the game using these draconian quests i've seen people post that and that's it i mean it's there to customize gameplay (laughs) it is it's bragging (laughs) rights slash difficulty slider um i will say the townsfolk was a townfolk tripe one where they they lie to you and stuff yeah Yeah. that is quite hilarious I, i i like i like the ones that are just there because right like mm-hmm. but i think the one where they ramp the difficulty up was it was stupid and it annoyed me. Like, because the first thing I did was, oh, I can do that. I went back, started the game over, and enabled it right away, right? Because I thought it was too easy. And and then they put that on, and I'm like, okay, well, this is too hard. And it's not too hard like Dragon Warrior hard. It's, it's too hard for this game, right? Because, again, you know, Dragon Warrior has kind of progressed over time and changed a bit. Uh, and one of the things that's changed is the length of battles right like so one two and three and even five uh, when you 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 might get to a place where that you're getting hit every three steps you're in a battle but you're not spending more than 15 seconds or so in a battle right they move expediently you don't have the little like pan around to show the whole team before the battle starts you know which i'm guessing is just disguised loading or whatever but you know it was quick and it was simple you were in and out of the battle. And the problem with things like 11 is the difficulty not matching like the speed of the game when you do that, when you enable the hard mode, essentially, right? Like all I'm doing now is just making things annoying. <laughs> you know, it's making me have to just sit here through longer battles because it's now just taking more time to kill things. And that's really all it was doing, right? It, that, at least in my opinion. Some people, I guess, like it. But it wasn't just reverting to old Dragon Warrior for me. I know the feel. I know the difference. I know the grinding. That was another thing that just ticked me off. Was just, 
it was either too easy or just too hard and not too hard in an oh i can't beat it it's too hard way it was just like i said it was just a, a too hard for enjoyment right mm-hmm. uh and then the really thing the one that just uh this was like the nail on the coffin for me i did finish the game and yeah over time it it bothered me less but the voice acting was awful it's just atrocious I feel like it's a step back to like, uh, you know, Sega CD, PlayStation era, you know, like I thought it was really bad. Like some of them were okay, uh, uh, but yeah, like I thought, I thought Veronica did the girl playing Veronica did a good job. Veronica was fine. I mean, she was annoying, but she was supposed to be. Um, I thought Rab was fine. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I wasn't crazy about Eric's voice actor. Eric, but it, again, and he's like the first one you meet. That's where I, yeah. was, like, right away I was like, oh, <laughs> no. Right. Like, and I'm like a couple hours or so into the game. I think you, you know, at this point you're getting, uh, is it Veronica's next? I can't remember, but yeah. you got Eric and then you got the next person. And like, at this point, I'm just kind of like, man, maybe I'm just remembering eight wrong, right? Maybe eight wasn't as great as it was. It was great at the PlayStation 2 era, you know, for the time. So what first thing I do is I go, I boot up eight and I play the first like hour or so. And I'm like, no, this is amazing. I'm like, this is flawless, right? <laughs> Why didn't they get these actors back to just do different voices? <laughs> it, it was vastly different. It was really different. And it was super bad and i'm sorry like i don't know if i'm gonna get on a hot topic here but sylvando <laughs> sylvando was i'm I, I i didn't care right i'm not one of those people i'm sure there's people that are upset that you had a uh, i'm not sure if he's supposed to be gay or trans or whatever but you know i'm sure there's people that are like change the character to me i didn't care right that didn't bother me it was the 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 annoying like flamboyance you know like he could be a little flamboyant. And I'd be like, okay, that's, you know, fine. But he's just like, so, oh my God, like overpoweringly bad. And I would think that people that relate to that uh, nature of whatever he's, I'm not sure again if they ever announced officially what he's supposed to be, but um, would be offended by that, you know? Right? Like, it's like if you had a white character that was all like, I like to eat mayonnaise. You know, like... <laughs> I feel like it would it would be it was it would be offensive to people because to me it was like this dude is just really overdone, right? But that that would be offensive to me because I don't like mayonnaise. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I'm as white bread as they come. <laughs> like the, I like the mayonnaises and cheeses, okay? But yeah. you know what I'm you know what I'm getting at though, right? Is like people got mad about the Transformers in that Transformers movie. You know those two that were like. Uh, I think it was played by Key and Peel or something. The voices. There was those two. Uh, that I don't know. There, there, there's a lot to be mad about about the Transformers movies. I, you know, I get that. But people were really <laughs> mad about the way they were voiced. They were like, "Oh, that's you know, that's um, I can't think of the word. Stereotypical stereotyping or whatever." And I yeah. felt like that's what Silvando felt like. He was like this drastic stereotype, like something you would see maybe in the '90s. You know, of somebody stereotyping that kind of a character. I mean. I just think that the voice work on almost everybody in that game was just so bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I really only had the problem with Eric. I thought... Uh, oh, he was bad. Nasally. Thought, Eric, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I just didn't think it matched the character or what I expected of the character. But, um, but yeah, for the most part, I thought it was I thought it was all right. I was fine with Silvando. I think that uh, gay culture I, has never had a character like that in no, a drag I, I like- I like Silvando. Like I, I'm gonna, trust me. When, uh, like the 
the character spine, his character arc is actually once it gets going and you get to that port town with him and stuff with his dad. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Right. I was like, this is like the best character arc of the game. Right. Like, yeah, he has the best character arc probably of all the people. It's the most, I guess you would say unique, right? Like the other ones is like, oh, it's two magician girls and blah, blah, blah. You know, like those are all kind of played. I like this character arc. I like the character, right? Like, and this is one of those things is I I haven't gotten around to it, but um, I want to play the game fully in 2D without the cinematics, without the voice acting, either one yeah. on the, the Switch. I think uh, oh, I've been working on that. I, I think he might be. I know I didn't even finish the first part because I gave it to a friend thinking that it, uh, he'd be finishing it quickly. I think we're on month number eight of that now. <laughs> <laughs> but I have so many other games to play that I'm like, oh, I'll get back to that. But yeah. no, I, I I made it 25 hours on and 2D? I might have got uh, on 2D. Yeah, now, I, did... I played a couple hours of it and I was like, oh, this fixes the game wholly, like completely. <laughs> Getting rid of the cinematics with the voice acting all together. I mean, I was like, okay, great. You know, because really that was the biggest problem, right? Especially with like Silvando, right? Like it's, it was just his voice acting was just so obnoxious. And like, and Eric's voice acting was just really weird. And that's all gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're actually, we're having both of those voice actors on next week. So you like him, right? <laughs> Junior? <laughs> You like Silvando? He's like his favorite character. That's like his favorite character. He loves that he's like darlings and. Hey. Darling. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Colin. Everyone. I I love the part where I always mention this, where he hands the villain the poop. Yeah. Oh no. I, I like. I, look, plot wise, I don't have any problems with that game. I, I I I like everything about it except for the gameplay, which I know that's kind of a core. <laughs> the gameplay being too easy and and like you know having too many changes just at least for my liking and just the voice acting i would settle for the cinemas like if there was a japanese version kind of like with eight where there was just no voices it was just text i would play that you know because then i can at least imagine silvando talking in a voice that i'm imagining him talking in right like or or eric talking in a voice that i'm imagining him talking in. it would make things better right or just playing the game on mute i could probably play it through in 3d I really don't have too many problems with Eleven. It's just there's a lot of little things that just kind of add up, you know. It's like it takes all the issues that I had from 6, 9, and like I wouldn't say 4 because you don't really have to go through the, the characters over and over re-leveling thing. But, you know, it has just like a lot of the issues from 6 and 9 and and um, I can't think of the other one. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate yeah. it. It's it's like four, right? It's one of those hot topics. Like, I I sit here and I'll smack talk eleven, and people are gonna sit there and like this. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to put a disclaimer on this episode. Me. Yeah, I, there's already I, people I, who rage quit this episode by like I, twenty. I caught hell. I caught hell talking about Sylvando in the chat once, you know, <laughs> and then sitting there, I'm sitting there in the same breath defending Marable from from seven. <laughs> Oh <laughs> shit! This is over. This is over. This podcast is fucking over. <laughs> I actually did. I I warned Platy ahead of time. I was like, "Don't mention Mary Bell if you can avoid it," because <laughs> we got into a we got a, you and I got into a um a Mary Bell uh tiff on on the uh, uh Quester's rest chat 
um and uh and i just remember no it wasn't it was like friendly obviously yeah yeah i was like ripping on mary bell or something and you just all caps mary bell is a saint (laughs) (laughs) i got look this is how much i love marable i've got three figures of her i've got a uh a pewter statue of her <laughs> i'm not even joking this is like official merch like it's this old i wish i had the rest of the set but i first one i got was marable i was like got to have marable <laughs> i love that girl i don't know why see people like it's like she's so mean and she's rude and i'm like no she's misunderstood uh, she's sassy well what do you think of uh, De- De- uh deborah or um i've never uh, you gotta remember i've never played he only played the uh, Super Nintendo okay. game in Japanese. All right. okay. So I don't know who that is. I know who it is, but I don't know who that is and why people hate her. But like, right. I know what she looks like, and I can kind of take a guess. She's your future bride in Dragon Quest V when you when you finally play that, <laughs> the DS version <laughs> or, or the mobile version. Okay, feel free to spoil it for me if you want. I don't know if you feel like spoiling it for anybody else, but what... Oh, what is uh, I mean, it's just it's hate? just she's like that kind of Sundare character or Sundare. I don't know how you pronounce that, but uh, where she's kind of rough at first, but then you kind of grow to you're supposed to grow to like them. Is she like a money money grubber or something? I kind of pegged her. Oh, as not me. at all, because she's rich. OK, I just assume because like in Japanese culture, you would see the girls that are kind of like that. And they're like the it, equivalent of like an american gold digger you know uh-huh. like, yeah they kind of turned maya into that or, or mara from uh, dragon warrior 4 and uh, uh in, really? in, the re- in the remakes and in uh heroes actually really i don't catch, I, didn't, I didn't catch that in heroes it was right in the introduction for for maya's character uh, um, she talks about like finding a rich husband or, or like um oh Blowing money, blowing money at the casino because that was the uh, uh, that was the thing you, you in chapter four of, yeah, of Dragon Warrior Four. Yeah, no, but you you have you have money in 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 each chapter that doesn't carry over. I remember so know. little from four. I just remember I think you start out as Taloon and then uh, or was it Ragnar's the first one? Yeah, Ragnar's the first one. Yeah, and then Taloon, you run the shop for a bit. I don't remember. Re- for the most part, I remember the characters like so when I see them in the games, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the one chick and that's the one old dude, you know, but I don't I can't. Again, I only played it once and that was in, you know, 1991 or 92 or something. I played Dragon Warrior 4. I don't remember much else. I remember bits and pieces. I, one of the things I didn't like about Dragon Warrior 4 was the battle music. Oh really? I love the battle music. Oh, in the, well, in the original it, NES version. On the NES, it was so grating and bad. And like, I, I now in the future, me understands what they were trying to accomplish, right? I'm sure uh, uh, Sugi was was uh, composing something in his mind, orchestra wise, and then mm. it hits the NES chip, and it's like right. No, but I, I, I mean, I was a fan of the orchestral version as well. But even as even as a kid. And um, you know, being a piano player, I could hear what they were what they were trying to go for oh, uh, with the NES version. But also, there's a crescendo in the battle music, which I always was always found fascinating. The funny. NES version had a crescendo. When I was playing it. Heroes, I, like, and my kid was starting to get old enough. Maybe I was playing Heroes too. Then uh, he was when when he was starting to get old enough to you know 
see me play and kind of you know vocalize and stuff we both liked that song and i'm like i don't remember which game this is from right like <laughs> we i mean i liked it it was like one of my favorites it was one of his favorites every time we'd get into a battle you know and we'd hear that and then i i once i started getting into collecting the soundtracks i you know would go through them i rip them to flack and then i listen to them to make sure that it didn't have any problems so i was like oh crap that's four <laughs> I like it, <laughs> but then I hear it on the NES, and it's like it's god awful. Like it's still to this day, it's like god awful on the NES. Well, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hey, on the question so... number three, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's all hot takes here for four, <laughs> four nine Woo. and eleven. <laughs> so, so I almost uh I almost hate to ask then uh are there any games in the franchise that you haven't played that uh you want to or in that interest you but haven't in the general franchise I mean I do want to pick up six at some point. I would like to go back through it um specifically on the Super Famicom. Um I'll probably dote out and just go buy one of those Chinese uh, uh, bootleg cartridges where they dump the ROM to it. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really like playing through emulation. I'd rather just play on the hardware with the cartridge. I'm not a big fan of 6, but I do like the uh, Super Nintendo way better than the upgrade. I, I might give that I one am a fan of 6, and I as like the Super as, Nintendo version. As far as games I just haven't played, like, period, I don't really plan on playing most of the portable stuff. Um, I would like to at some point. I don't I don't remember if I've played Joker 2 or not. I feel like I did because I have an open copy of it, which means I've probably played it. And I liked Joker 1 so much. I think I played all the way through 2. But 3, I would like to play. I kind of would like to play The Professionals. Um, I'd like to play Swords. I've, my, my copy of Swords is still sealed. <laughs> I, oh, bought that, I bought that with every intent to play it. Uh, and then I moved and then I just kept moving and it just I just never got around to it. Other things would come out. Um, same thing with the Kenshin. I have the Kenshin Dragon Quest, like the mm-hmm. TV sword game. I got mm-hmm. that before swords. I was like, oh, this looks great. And uh, I was living in Japan at the time. I bought it. I, I picked it up at a San Wado along with a I bought a heated toilet seat <laughs> and that. Nice. <laughs> And then I never opened it. And I was like, oh, I just never played it. And then Swords came out. I was like, I guess I never have to play Kenshin. I'll just play this one on the Wii. And then I never did that. So <laughs> did, like you open, did you open the toilet seat? Uh, uh, no, actually. <laughs> what? <laughs> My bed. I got this expensive heated toilet seat slash bidet. Uh, it's got the, you know, I got a, because I never hooked it up because it. I, I'm not a plumber. And it's got that, you know, that little, uh. You got to yeah, get a splitter. Just like plop it back on there and like plug it in. You got to get a water splitter thing, you know. Oh, I could plug it in and just do the heated part, but like I wanted to spray my butthole too, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the tagline yeah. for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'd also like to play the 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 slime Mori Mori games. I never oh did. yeah, those are those are pretty fun. If you like, did you like Rocket Slime? You said oh, yeah, you liked no, it, right? I, yeah, I love Rocket Slime, and yeah. I was so disappointed that another one never came out and i'm sure like most other people were confused when heroes came out that it was not part of the same line (laughs) (laughs) right uh but i'd like to maybe pick up the monsters games as well uh i just never gave those a chance i I, I actually didn't either until when they came out it was pokemon to me i was like oh they're ripping off pokemon now because pokemon's popular you know so i never really gave those a chance 
uh, they got some amazing monsters though. Like some of my favorite like plush dolls and like little like drawings and stuff are from monsters that I've never actually encountered in a game because I never played them. You know, especially uh, was it Caravan Heart? That's got mm-hmm. some fantastic monsters in it. Like, yes, really, it does. It's got. Like, I love it. <laughs> which most people never see because they can't get past the hunger mechanic in their first hour. Uh, yes. So I'd love that. to play the monsters True. games. I really would. Um, uh, as well as eleven, playing all the way through eleven in in two D would be nice. Uh, but yeah, mostly it's, I've just had a big problem with the portable stuff and some of the side games. I'll never play the Tornico games though. I gave those a shot. It's just something about that mechanic. Uh, it's it's like a, what is the other one? Hydlide, like the old Hydlide uh, game where you just bump into things. It's just stupid to me. Oh, uh, like like the Ease series. Is it the same thing with that, too? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, well, I think at least the first game that I played was I just like you got like a sword and Zelda you just run into monsters. Oh, you do? I thought it was more like Zelda 2, like on the NES, where you side-scroll chop or something. I, th- I think, um, Liam, you were probably playing, what, 1 and 2? Yeah. Yeah, 1 and 2, yeah, it was called a push-bump system or something like that. <laughs> a bump, pr- bump press or whatever. It, are those it, all it, Falcom? Yeah, they are. It, and- did Falcom it, make uh, Hydlide? I don't know. Hydlide? I've never Hyde, even heard of that. H y d l or H y d l i d e. Oh, there it's it on is. the NES, and then they made a, a Super Hydlide. I think it was on the Saturn, and that was awful too. They did on the Saturn. Yep. I remember. I was excited. I used to subscribe because I was a Sega kid, right? I was subscribed <laughs> to uh, uh, Visions, Sega Visions magazine, right? And I had never heard of Hydlide. I don't think prior to that. Or maybe I'd seen it on the NES, but just never played it. And they had an ad for the Super Hydlide on Saturn. And they were talking about, oh, you'll never play the same game again. Randomly generates the whole world. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know how like Grand Theft Auto 5 is today, where it's this big, wonderful open world and it's huge or like, you know, um, even like uh, builders or whatever, right? Like these vast open worlds, right? That's what I envisioned that game being. I was like, oh man, this is going to be like reality. And then it came out and it was like one of the worst looking pieces of garbage you could ever imagine. <laughs> Completely bombed. <laughs> it's it, No, it was made by some T&E soft company okay. that doesn't look in any way related. But yeah, uh, the main series I'll always play. I mean, unless it's something weird. Like, I'm not into MMOs, which is why I've never played 10. I just I don't enjoy that gameplay style. I know mm-hmm. it's different, and it's Dragon Quest Eyes, which usually is actually a good thing, right? Because uh, builders, at first I was like, Ugh, I have no desire to play Minecraft. Like, I don't, I have this aversion to games that never end, right? Like an MMO. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I need, I I need a definitive beginning and ending, which is kind of what kept me away from uh, the Elder Scrolls series, right? Like, because they're just too big. Uh, I, I just want something that, you know, I can see the end to. It's sort of like people telling me I should go watch, uh, I don't know, some TV series. It's on, and they're in, like, season 10, and it's ongoing. It's like, I'm not even going to try. But if you give me a series that has, like, you know, four, five seasons... It's feasible, and I know it's going to end. Like you, you tell me, oh, this is the last season. Like uh, Game of Thrones, I didn't get into until I think season five or season six, but I, I had heard that it would end at season eight, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll watch that because I know there's going to be an end to it, right? Same thing with games. I just have this aversion to playing something forever, you know, because it was designed that way. Like I go back and I, I played Dragon Warrior Seven for a hundred and. 
58 hours, I think. And that was willfully uh, because I loved it so much. I completed everything. I got every single monster encounter, all that stuff. I completed everything because I loved that game. Uh, but just a game like 10, I, I feel like, I think, doesn't 10 have a definitive storyline but they just keep tacking more onto it or something with these yeah i mean the expansions are kind of like full games with expanded maps and everything which oh okay i don't know maybe i need to give that a shot someday (laughs) we had nawaria on and she talked about how basically every game is almost like a complete dragon quest game she said you know they're they're the length of a game maybe not dragon quest seven length but uh she said, yeah, each one is a complete game, pretty make much. Make it offline. That's all I want. Just make it offline. That's all I want. There was talk of that maybe two years ago, two summers ago, they, they mentioned that. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I remember when it first it, came that's out. That's getting kind of old now. Yeah. They said, they said the game when it first came out, like 80, 90% of it was completely playable offline. Oh, uh, well, that check. was... The, the Wii had a separate version to it. It was like a side story. Um, gosh, I can't remember who I was talking to about this recently, but yeah, there was an offline version on the Wii that now doesn't exist anymore. And it may be because, you know, so so many other stories have, it's not part of, like, if you were to go buy the all-in-one package. Well, um, if I got the Wii version, I have the beta, actually. I have an unopened beta copy. Now that, I would have no idea. (laughs) All, all I know is it, it once upon a time existed, but yeah. I think you had it like was it you had to download it or something? I don't even know because Liam, you you bought the all in one, but isn't it just the box? It's just a download code, right? Well, the Wii one, the Wii yeah version, for for the Switch it is yeah. yeah. The Wii version came with a memory stick, at least the beta did. It came with like a thirty two gig memory stick because you had to and download. Maybe, maybe that's what it's on, and it had to be installed or something, you know, because. Just like PC games. I'm wondering if I could put that sucker in. No, I don't want to open it. Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's going to be like the gem of my collection here in, in a I'm decade. Sure it's floating around somewhere. <laughs> All right. So um, we have a couple other intro questions. Um, if you have any favorite monsters or characters. Ooh. Uh, you know, that's changed over time, I think. But uh, when I was a kid uh, playing Dragon Warrior 1, I thought the Magi Wyvern was like the most amazing thing. And I'm probably completely mispronouncing it, but I've been saying it like that for 30 years. So <laughs> <laughs> the Magi Wyvern was like, is it Wyvern? Is that how? I don't know how to pronounce that word, but Wyvern. I always thought of Wyvern. Wyvern, but it's probably Wyvern. It's like Enix. I call it Enix, even though years later I finally heard him say it in a game. Like I think one of the openings or something I, was like Enix, and I was like yeah, Enix. That's why I call it Enix. I think people call it Square Enix because it's two E's when you put the two words together. Is it Square Enix? Oh I, God, I don't know. I still, I, I've point, always I think... called it Enix myself. Yeah. Yeah, but I have most people. But say I do, it. I do know what you're talking about, and I think it might have been Dragon Warrior Seven for I think it was Seven. Yeah, when I you when it boots up, it's like the logo comes up, and it's like Enix. Yeah, sort of so, like the the EA thing or whatever. Or right, it it's in the game. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, Magic Wyverns have like tapered off for me like i still vividly remember when i first like came across them in the game i was like holy crap because i think they're only in one weird little spot right like uh, that little desert maze down in the south and i just thought they were amazing these little pink wyverns were like the coolest thing oh, but the pink ones are the uh the star wyverns is it the star wyvern yeah or now the maybe, cosmic chimeras is maybe called. that's what i'm thinking of then it might be the star wyvern then 
uh, I'm mixing up with the Magic Wyvern because the was it the Magic Drakey was uh, Magic Drakey was pink. Yeah. Uh, but the... uh, I've always loved the Gold Man. Gold Man is my dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Throughout history, Gold Man. I, it doesn't matter. I, oh, it's such simple, simple little changes you make to the Gold Man, right? You make him a, a hold of that ice one. Oh my God, that was the coolest thing. <laughs> I was yeah, like, the, what? Oh the God. Ice. Yeah, the ice, the ice variation of the yeah. You see a lot of those in some of the monster games. I was gonna say, I think um, the I, I saw I can distinctly remember him in uh, uh crap Joker three. Mm-hmm. Oh, was the whole he? Ice, oh, so yeah, I think he's in eleven one. too. Yeah, eleven was the first oh, time they... I saw it, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, in Sniffleheim, they <laughs> they have like a high a high res version. Of oh the yeah, game. he's amazing. Uh, Dragon Lord has always been a, a favorite of mine in both forms. Uh, long-term favorite uh zoma malroth uh i liked atlas from two was like really cool to me i didn't really care for the other little sub bosses in two uh me and my brother always kind of like Cannabox. i don't know if it's just the name or <laughs> the figure i just always that Cannabox was cool uh newer stuff was uh, i like dual magus i didn't like the final bad guy is that i don't know if that's like a form of dual magus or if that was somebody else it's been so long since i played eight but you're thinking of Rapthorn? yeah he sucks (laughs) (laughs) i mean he didn't ruin the game or anything but he was not like he was not imposing i mean he was big but i don't know just his whole like the little one with the light on the bottom was stupid and then the big one i mean dual magus has a lot of character packed into him who was those messing throughout like <laughs> most of the game anyway? Was it pre or, or pre or post Rapthorn uh, Ruin? I thought Ruin was cool. Yeah, Ruin's in the middle of that game. Ruin was really cool. Uh, uh, as much as I might smack talk a bit of, of, of Nine, I loved Cruel Cumber. <laughs> that, yeah. that was a great play. You know what pissed me off about Nine? I was expecting, I had it all in my head, and I still to this day want it to be the next evolution of cruel cumber when i hit that next color i was like oh this better be a putrid pickle and it wasn't and i was so mad <laughs> i was like i don't know why <laughs> other monsters i haven't like i said i haven't played any of the monsters games really other than joker but slimeborg i want a slimeborg oh so yeah slimeborg like, slimeborg is great because <laughs> it's i mean it's it's cyborg but it's also clearly a star trek reference oh yeah fantastic and tropical slime that's my dude i got like tropic tropic gel i think is what we first called him was it uh, i i know him as tropical slime uh as i i've seen it in japanese uh so mm-hmm. it might be it might be different i, want, in I wonder word. if it's like to make it fit it's like a coconut tropic. yeah a little coconut slime it's amazing and the, the plush he's so furry he's fantastic i love him <laughs> i bought an extra one for my kid i was like oh junior getting a you can get in a blush. Tropical slime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, 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 I like almost all the monsters, really. Like, I don't know. They're all really cool. Uh, what I like, I like when the games have monsters that you don't see elsewhere, you know? Uh, like, there was, I don't know if he's in any other ones or not, but that, that one, like, I don't know, I want to say it's a dragon or something that's, stuck in a well in oh, seven. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's in he starts out in six. Was he in uh, six? Oh, well, I wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It, when, when you go you try to go down one of the wells and, and then like uh, a monster pops out of it. I forget the uh, name it, of it. it. It's the well version of the Cannabox, basically. Yeah. Okay, so he's not common there and then he becomes a common monster in seven. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I liked him in seven. I thought that was cool. And then he never showed up ever again. But <laughs> I like those ones. I think the only monsters I really long term have hated uh, uh, are like the ones that were just pure annoyances. Like in three, the Garudas and the Elysium birds. Oh, the ones that like warp your party. Sent back you to, to another like, world. Bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty uh, annoying. God, I hated that. And like, even the. <laughs> What is it? I don't know if the third game they were as bad, or maybe they were, but I know at least the first two, possibly three games, the healers were the worst. They were the biggest pains in the ass because all they would do was heal. Right. <laughs> and like, you, yeah, you got to take them out first. It, 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 the two, right. I'm, I'm replaying two now. Um, when there's a couple of them and they're just like healing back and forth, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, re- I'm uh, appreciating the strategy a lot more in that game because you don't get it as much that yeah. kind of br- brutal uh difficulty spike and and your your characters are really just pitched against these stronger monsters and you have to um really use strategy to yeah that's uh, to a get big past. difference between the newer games right you just chop everything up in order however you want and back right. then yeah you used to really have to especially when you come across new monsters right it was a, oh yep. no i gotta feel this guy out and then you get the feel and you're like okay i gotta take these guys out first Yep. I still use that same tactic these days, even though it's useless, right? I try and peg the monster that's going to be the problem, and I'm like, hit that guy right. first, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even when I went back, it's still it's just ingrained in me. I go back and I was playing with Junior. Uh, uh, we were playing four because I just I recently upgraded my copy of four because my old, my copy I'd had for years, even though I had a nostalgic attachment to it, was beat the hell up. And I, I went up. I said, fine. I sold mine and I bought like a mint copy on eBay just so I could have something that was, you know, nice and fresh looking. And I popped it in because he saw me get it and we were playing it. And I just right off the bat was like trying to tell him, I was like, don't get the slimes first. You got to get the other dudes first and then the slimes. <laughs> just that tactical thing was, a, it was a big thing in the games and it kind of, kind of has tapered off. I don't know that I'm mad at that. Uh, I liked it, but eh, I just, I just, I just hated the ones that were there to just cause problems. Those are the only monsters that I really, you know, like the ones that would stun you or sleep you over and over and over. Yeah, well, two uh, has that. I mean, two two's difficulty is is pretty, and I'm talking about the original NES version is pretty brutal. On two, why? It's so uh, good. <laughs> it, it's it's a challenge it's uh, it, it is a good game i i admit it's not one of my favorites but it's but it is um enjoyable enough for me to replay it um i get what yeah, it, one of those it's one of those games where like even you'll be in a fight with metal slimes and they'll cast around on you <laughs> you know or they're, they're, <laughs> so now you now you have even more of a difficult chance to um attack them there's uh, a difference though. You I'm look at the one you get like pittance. It's like a thousand or two thousand experience points. Yeah. The me- the metal uh, babbles or the the liquid metal yeah. slimes uh, have thirty five hit points, and you can only take one damage off them per hit. Yeah, yeah. And they run. I, I could understand the the. Uh, this is probably the wrong word. The disparagement. <laughs> Can't think of it. I know there's a D word. I'm thinking of, but uh, between somebody who grew up with two, you know, uh, versus somebody going back and playing it, I could see two pissing people off mm-hmm. uh, because. Yeah, I mean, two is something I could only get through as a kid because I loved the first one so much. 
Oh, I still love two. I still play. I still two. I, I in this going back to the earlier conversation. I, I feel like I keep wanting to put two as like my number one game, but then I think of all the other ones that are really good, and I'm like, I don't know if I can say two is the best. But yeah. I'm like bizarro just, world to everybody else when I it comes just, to Dragon Warrior games. <laughs> I liked what three did way, way better. I liked they like taking everything that two started and like just enhancing it. They've always kind of done that, though, right? I mean, there's some step backs, but it's not like Windows where every other version is awful and then they keep something good from the last version into the next version. But uh, uh, Dragon Warrior has always kind of been like that, right? Like, they've slowly evolved. It's not like Final Fantasy where there's, like, big drastic steps and then they walk it back. Final Fantasy is more like Windows, right? Like, you get some weird, ridiculous (laughs) gameplay and then they go, whoa, that sucked, but this was pretty good about it, you know. Yeah, and then the can't, next can't one. Wait to check out that uh, window, that Windows Seven remake. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that what you know what uh, XP was uh, or Seven was a remake of XP, right? Like they they made <laughs> Vista. Vista had this beautiful look to it, but everything else was broken, and they were like, "Let's just put XP with a nice face again," and it looks like, uh, you know, it, it's, it works like XP, but it's got the beautiful face of Vista. <laughs> that's final fantasy though right isn't it because like final fantasy one was it was what it was and it was good and then two like legitimate two not not america two right two had like this drastic ridiculous change and then you know it some of that stuff echoed through the series and it's continued kind of to this day that was unique and, and interesting and good. But then, you know, the next game picks it up and fixes that. And then you had four, which, you know, four had, right, they had like two, three versions of four because the first version was way too damn hard. <laughs> like, and it had that annoying cave where they took away all your stuff. And, uh, and then, you know, they made the easy version, which I think is what we got. Uh, but, you know, they fix it, right? And then six, aka three, was like a vastly better than you could imagine so they've they've always kind of done that with final fantasy dragon warrior on the other hand has always been very much the same and then they kind of put a little extra on you know they pepper something on top of it and then you're like oh okay i can deal with that not a big change i mean like three right you could say three was probably one of the big drastic changes in that you got to pick a party right (laughs) it's such a small thing (laughs) you get to pick your party Like every other RPG, that's basically what you do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that but, is true. Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy One, you picked a party. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing new, but to, to Dragon Warrior, it was like this cool thing because it was such a to, it was a small step, but to Dragon Warrior, it was such a big step, right? Like you were like, wow, you get to pick your whole party. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Dragon Warrior has has evolved, and um, some of the changes. I don't know. Like, I mean, wasn't was the party system in six, or was that something that's kind of? Yeah, no, that was the it's the party no, system. Six. I, I mean, I, I think party system. Thinking, uh, what's the? Oh Lord, uh, the class, the class the job. That unique to seven? Oh yeah, that always always there. No, yep. six six basically tried it out for seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, because it's it was. I mean, obviously, it was a new thing to seven for me, but because I didn't play through six, but yeah, it was one of those things. It was just a small thing and it's kind of, it's kind of gone through just like eight had the, the, the crafting, right. That was new. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. It was... <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it was strange and it was weird and it was kind of hard to get used to, but then like they've kind of refined it over time. So I, I'm hoping that 12 will, uh, 
pick up some things from 11, but, you know, fix the things that I had problems with. I'm not worried about it. I mean, I've always liked them, regardless. Even if the the, the ones that I like least, I've never there's never been like a a game in the the main series that I'm just like straight mad at. You know, there's little things that I'm upset with, but I think six was the only one that I ever refused to play through. <laughs> I feel you on that. Although I played through, although I played through it three times, it is still at the I, bottom of my bucket. I need to play it. I really need to give it a chance. I don't know. I still not a hundred percent sure what it was. I don't know if it was the monsters being animated or like the plot. <laughs> Something really ticked me off, and I'm like, I can't do this. I think a lot of people don't like the non-linear side of it. Um, after a certain point, when you get the boat, um, they just kind of drop you off, and you have to kind of remember what. Didn't that happen in two and three? Yeah, but in this game, it's a much more larger world with oh. with like a dream world on the side and like an underwater realm and everything. So there's all this uh, different um, content and towns and stuff that like you could easily miss something or what you're supposed to do next. Well, speaking um, of boats, I hated it in Eleven. I thought it was neutered bad. The whole boat thing, I was so neutered. <laughs> Um, all right. So... <laughs> you don't think, neutered, you don't think what, they neutered... what part did you like about Eleven? <laughs> I like the gameplay, like the general gameplay, you know, right? Like the, the one, you know, the walking around. And I like the story. I didn't yeah. like the story. I just didn't like the voice acting to accompany. There's always something else, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something. I don't you know. You turn like... that off and like put on, or put on the Japanese uh, version and put sub, uh, subtitles on. Well, like, uh, what what is it? Like, there's no world map, right? In eleven, right? So, like, why have the boat be like it is? It's like extremely limited. You don't really explore anything, right? All the islands you can go to are basically like bonus material. Like, there's nothing really. I don't know. I feel like they almost would have been better <laughs> just having cutscenes to go from place to place when you travel across the water or something, you know? Gotcha. Like, almost just cut the, the world map out altogether. Because, I mean, 8 doesn't have that, right? 8 eight had the bird, but it was for fast travel. You mm. have the boat. There's a boat in 8. You got to go a lot of places. I don't remember yeah, the boat. I remember that you get the tiger to, to fast travel, and I remember you get the bird. Oh, no, there's even a, the place you have, there's a place you have to go in 8 that you have to take the boat under a bridge. There's two different things with bridges in 8. One, you have to fight the sea creature by going through one of the canyons, and then, um, yeah, to charge, because you have to get the sea creature to, like, charge up your sword or something like is that. Is this in the PlayStation 2? 8? Oh, or yeah. Is this the oh, yeah. Really? I don't remember oh. the boat at all. Yeah, oh, yeah as a matter of fact... Was it bad or something? And I just blocked it out of my mind because I love that game. No, I mean, you, you had a lot you had to do with the boat to get from one continent to okay. the next. And, um, yeah, there was another one where, like, the first bridge you walked over at the beginning of the game, you had to take your boat up there. And if you went under that bridge, there was, like, a tunnel that you had to go in nearby. There was a hidden place there. Uh, I'll have to watch Hidden, but I think you had to go there. I, no, I, I remember... My son, that I want to say eight was probably the first game he ever like sat and played for a while. Like he would grind for me on the 3DS <laughs> for an hour in the car. Like when we were on vacation at a time, I'd hand him the 3DS, and he loved to get in the boat and just completely just go around the world, driving the boat all around. And I had like pretty much everything set to like auto battle, and I was I'd already beat the game. And I'll give the like, boat in just... eleven this much random battles that's a plus that's one thing i hate about 11 too is seeing the i, I hated that in nine I, like lunar's lunar right lunar 
has the monsters on the battlefield and you see them and it's it, it's meant that way and it plays that way right but like i don't know i've never i, I can't conceive mentally for some reason some part of my brain can't conceive being able to see monsters on the battlefield and that does i understand in eight there were some you could see but they were special and you had the option to avoid them because they were special and they were so difficult right i, I wish there was an option to have random battles in 11 even in 3d mode as like one of the draconian quest things like I, I random battles is just like it's a core mechanic of the series and taking that away was really weird to me and i'm sure other people hate it and i'm sure other people thought the boat part was the worst part of 11 but <laughs> <laughs> again this goes back to me being bizarro world david <laughs> from dragon quest <laughs> oh man all right, so where are we in our questions? I think we're about ready to start talking some more merch. Um, one last one. What are you? What are some of your favorite mechanics in Dragon Quest games? Like, do you like the monster collecting? Do you like the games better that have job classes or the casinos? What really all, makes a good game? All you? of the above. Nice. I, I, I like. <laughs> I like the mechanics. I mean, sometimes you know the mechanics. Going back to the Windows reference, I guess. Uh, they have growing pains, right? Because uh, sometimes it doesn't fit right. I mean, I'm not super mad about like Eleven seeing the the the, the monsters on the battlefield. Um, I think it was handled well enough, at least in Eleven, as opposed to Nine. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 the job class thing, I'm cool with. I was cool with it from the start. Um, mm-hmm. The monster thing, man, in five, oh man, it was great. Right? I never really saw that as a Pokemon thing, right? Even though monsters, I kind of felt like it was, but I think it was an, more of an at the time thing for me. But uh, uh, yeah, I like I like all that stuff, man. I, I I thought it was cool recruiting the monsters. I loved it in eight. It's fantastic when you get like the the right. You couldn't you get combos like if you got all the the golem the yep yep you, get, you could you could make those monster parties that had then special yeah. attacks or whatever or yeah, I love that. like if you got the three little slimes they'd form ultra slime and yeah all that stuff's great and and some of those things right they they are just staples now right casinos like casinos at one point it was new but I don't think it was anything drastic the first time they did it but it was new in four. Yeah, you mm-hmm. expect it now, right? I mean, there better be a damn oh, yeah. and I right, better get right. a special sword out of it or something, right? Like, yeah, there wasn't one in nine. That was ridiculous. Mm. Screw Dragon Quest. There wasn't. Nine. There was no casino nope. in nine. Man, my nope. memory's failing me. <laughs> nine had. I remember. Some... Yeah, I mean, I remember it had plenty of other stuff, but what no, was nine's remember... new thing that it did, other than seeing the monsters on the battlefield. Didn't they? Did they make any changes to like any core stuff? Well, like the online it... thing was new, Local right? Like multiplayer, the... yeah, and like. Yeah downloadable content that was actually locked on the cart or well, like, uh, the heroes picked up the 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 bar concept where you get to do like bonus dungeons i mean i like that i could see that in another game like in a core series game is it in a core series game yet where you bonus go, dungeons? Like, yeah i mean nine had, nine had a pretty seemingly endless array of uh bonus dungeons that you could generate well yeah i know nine but, definitely had that but i mean like has, has did 11 have anything like that where like you go to the bar and then you can like go on a like a i don't know it's like a side quest thing you know no seven did though seven for the 3ds did that oh is. well seven i don't know if 3ds yeah they had the, the playstation but they had that whole yeah. thing where you build the town mm-hmm. i mean that wasn't a huge mechanic but it was in there in seven yeah, yeah. i got but in got the 3ds that. version they've got you you collect tablets and you can make your own randomly generated places. They're much much smaller than what's in 
nine. It was a small addition, but it's there. Yeah, I like all the mechanics. I, I, there's nothing I'm really. I mean, it, it's hard for me to accept change, but uh, so we've noticed. <laughs> but but, but, but I, I'm not averse to it, and sometimes I'm willing to look back, you know, and admit that I was too harsh on something at the time. Uh, especially once I've hit it again and maybe they perfected it in a, a later game and then I forget because I'm old. And then, and then I'm like, ah, I liked the job classes. Why didn't they do that before? And then somebody's like, oh, they've been doing that since. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bad. Yeah, I mean, I liked what they did with the job classes in 9 versus what they did in like 6 and 7 where you could make these like god-level characters that have every single ability. And in, in 9, they, they uh, restrict you to only the abilities and spells. Or no, only the spells, rather, of that of that particular class. You could retain certain abilities. Um, but it, it really kind of brought a, un- a uniqueness to each character class so that you can, um, when you're doing multiplayer, you can stack based on uh, different strengths and weaknesses of each class. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm like, I guess, like a normal person, I guess <laughs> I'm 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 capable of understanding that it's hard to accept change sometimes, especially with something you really are passionate about and love. Right. Like I, I have expectations and, you know, they're built off of a long history. Right. And it, it just it, it might take looking back. And going, man, why I don't understand why that made me so mad because it's normal now, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like anything, right? Like normal people about normal like social subjects and stuff. You look back on it. Remember when people used to get <gasps> they said bitch on TV, right? Like it was like they <laughs> it. it was the worst thing ever, right? In the early yeah. mid nineties, and now it's like commonplace, right? Like the worst thing you can say to get bleeped on TV is is the f word, right? Like yeah, that's, that's basically it. I, the first time I was shocked. Because I'm still like an old man, even with my kid. Like, you know, I'm watching cable and I forget they don't bleep the S word, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. Watching stuff and they say it, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you know, I talk like that. And I, it's hard for me, like, even the last seven years I've spent trying to teach myself to, to stop cussing, especially in his presence. Uh, you know, it's just become so commonplace. Everybody does it now, right? Like, it's just super, super common thing. It's not looked at as being quite so taboo. And the same thing with, like, the Dragon Warrior stuff, right? Like, I look back on it now. It's, again, why I keep referring back to six, right? And maybe four. Maybe I probably need to go back to, like, four again as well. I just have bad memories of them. And it's probably not necessarily justified, you know, now looking back and and I really probably should give those another chance. But I think what keeps keeping me away from doing that is another game will come out, and then I'm like sidetracked. Like a new mm-hmm. one came out, and I spent hours doing that. And I'm like, I really should have played six, but I'm busy playing twelve. That's it for this episode of Slime Time. We do want to thank uh, Lucha Dork for joining us to talk about uh, all the merchandise and uh, all his journey through Dragon Quest through the years. Thanks so much, Luchador. Yeah, thanks for listening to my old man rants that go on forever and get sidetracked. I appreciate it. Oh, that's all right. You all have probably noticed this by now after 20 episodes, but the only time we ever mention Patreon is when we say we don't use Patreon. Liam and I were just longtime fans, and everybody we talk to, we just want to speak about the game series we know we love so much. If you have any money you would like to donate, consider sliding on over to the Dragon's Den at www.wudis.com slash den. Click on support the site. 
Um, Woodis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den fan site now for over 20 years. I'm sure he'd appreciate any donation. Or you could use his Amazon affiliate links to buy pretty much anything that's come out in the past 5-10 years for Dragon Quest. Um, Dragon Quest 7, 8, 3DS, Dragon Quest 11 on the ps4 or dragon quest 11 s on the uh switch so anything you buy through his affiliate links a won't cost you anything but a small fraction of that sale price will go to support the den and if you're an advertiser and you're looking for a cool new podcast or not not well, 20 episodes in new uh <laughs> to spend lots of ad revenue on reach out to us at slimetimepodcast at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions for us you can find us on twitter at platym 3 or at riamu celestrian or hit us up both simultaneously at dq slime time yes consider joining in tons of dragon quest discussions at the dragon's end forums one of the few remaining uh dragon quest forums maybe the only one left um find it from the Dragon's Quest Dragon's Den main page, or just go to www.wudis.com slash forums. I'm always there posting about stuff that I hear about translations. I've been talking a lot about Die recently since I've been reading 1,500 pages of uh, that. <laughs> and just anything you're up to gaming-wise, come on over. We would also like to thank everyone that made this possible, like uh, Woodis for his support of the series and this podcast, and for keeping the Dragon's Den's lights on for decades now. Thanks to Amanda Laprie and the Descendants of Verdric for allowing us to use their music on our podcast. Descendants of Verdric is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. If you like what you've heard, check them out and their most recent album, Advent, at www.descendantsofurdrick.com or on Twitter at D of Erdrick. Or once all the COVID craziness is over, go see their band leader, Amanda Lepre, live on tour as a guitarist for Andrew WK. Also, thanks to Dwayne Bullock, our wonderful graphic artist slash Dragon Quest fan, for making this awesome artwork cover for the podcast. Dwayne was on the original iteration of the Slime Time podcast, and he was on our Dragon Quest Ballet episode and a couple other ones. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram or on his website at DwayneBullockArt.BigCartel.com. And if you're looking for more DQ podcasts, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Please also check out our fellow Dragon Quest podcasts available like Puff Puff Hour and Dragon Quest FM. Bye, everyone. Bye, Luca. Bye, Luca. Bye, bye. DQ, slime time, slamming off. <laughs>